What is wrong with y'all? We're giggling because we're girls. Oh, it's because it's the first time doing a podcast? It is exciting. We're, and we're recording, by the way. I like oh to kind of I like to kind of get this part in there where we just <laughs> in the middle of saying something crazy. Yay. Um, all right, guys, we're back with episode 15 of I Don't Have a Name for This Yet. I have two new guests in the building. You guys can be anonymous or you can go by an, an alter ego if you want to, but it's totally up to you guys. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people out there. I'm going to go as Cece. Cece? Okay. I'm gonna go as Charlie. Charlie. Oh, dang, I want one of those too. All right, Charlie's cool. Charlie's, Charlie's cool. Good it is good name. Well, I'll say it with CC. You got CC and Charlie. CC and Charlie. Cool. We can do that. That that that'll work. We'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're gonna jump right into this. Uh, we're gonna start off with Black Panther since I finally seen it. Oh my God! Oh, wow. I've been dying for you one to see this movie. One of the biggest so movies that you can Have see you? right now. What 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 was that? One of the biggest movies you can see right now. Seven hundred million worldwide. Worldwide. This is. I hope it does reach a billion because th- this movie is monumental. Oh my god, I love this freaking movie. Yeah, we're gonna um, read a little synopsis of it for those who have not heard, um, seen the movie yet. Okay, so we have a little synopsis that we printed off the interwebs. It says pretty much that after the events of Captain America: Civil War, King Chala returns home to the reclusive technology advanced African nation of Wakanda to serve as the country's new leader. Wakanda! <laughs> However, after he soon finds that he is challenged for the throne from fa- uh, factions within his own country, when two foes conspire to destroy Wakanda, the hero known as the Black Panther must team up with the CIA agent Everett K. Ross and members of the Dora... Malachi. Yes, Wakandan special forces to prevent Wakanda from being dragged into a world war. Hmm. All right, so that's y'all synopsis of that movie. Let's get into yes, the Yes, yes. So All what right. did y'all notice about the movie that stood out to you? Because a lot of things stood out to me. Okay. The number one that stood out to me is the, um, the basically the beef that Killmonger had with Wakanda and T'Challa's family. Like, if, if let's say, in a fictional world, if Wakanda had these resources available... Why didn't they help your brothers and sisters in different countries who are struggling? Why didn't you help? Why do you leave us to suffer? And I, I love that how they pointed that out without making it a movie about crime, slavery, or some white black girl having to give it right. up to a white dude, or just just you know it was depicted in a very it, it was a better way of depicting the African American struggle. Like I said, besides saying that we're either sla- seeing slavery, a, a crime movie, or whatever other movie they got us in that's not really in a really positive light. Hmm. I think it also touched on skin color. Um, you know, these are the one of the biggest issues that we have within our own community is the difference between someone who is actually from Africa, who is, you know, black, and someone who is like, you know, us, where we came off the slave ships, right? And so we, I guess they feel like we're not in tune with what is going on in the, you know, continent of Africa, and they feel like we're removed, and sometimes can come off as offended, in a way. And this is something that the movie did touch on in itself, um, and that was a big issue that I saw come up as well. Mm. Yeah, because I, I don't think before this movie a lot of African Americans even really thought about, I don't say thought about their, Afri- their African roots, but really said, okay, well, this is where my ancestors have come from. Let me embrace it more. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
since since you mentioned since you mentioned that, uh, what I did not like about this movie, <laughs> and it's not necessarily the movie, it's the people. Um, everybody went and got their dang dashikis and wanted to, to walk around. And like that's not what the movie. I understand why they did it, but I don't understand. I, I just don't think they knew what was going on. I think they were just just. How do you say it? Just hyped um, up. Hyped up. Hype beasts or fads about the movie or because a lot of people. just kind of jumping on the bandwagon Yeah, with pretty else much. I think they just wanted an Instagram caption. They wanted Gosh, a, a right, moment right. for their Instagram exactly. and their Snapchat. And I think that kind of, for me, it took away from the movie because I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to go with all these people out here just looking crazy in their dashikis because mm-hmm. any other time you would not see them in dashikis. I guarantee that's their first time. If they're not African culture, if they don't have that in their household, that's their first time um, wearing a dashiki and feeling good about it. Because before, you, you you know, you get the African jokes. Nobody want to wear that. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I really felt that, like, as African-Americans, we felt proud with that African heritage and the, 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 watching that African heritage on the big, big screen in a positive light. So, yeah, some of the dashikis, they're not even authentic dashikis. This is something you can just put together from Joanne Fabrics. But, um, like, if that's another thing. Like, what, like, having those resources available, a lot of black people don't even know where to buy African fabrics to make mm, this stuff or have right, this stuff made. Right. So they just getting what they can find. Half the things they were wearing was stuff from the Korean store. Right, right. I can believe it. Right. So, well, they make them kill I, I, I off let of it, it slide because it's like if white folks can go out and wear them cosplay for Harry Potter, why can't we wear something for us. to feel for, yes for us to feel a little bit more closer proud or closer right. to our African heritage? Right, right. But so, do you think it took this movie for people to embrace yes, it? Yes, absolutely. Black people in America have not seen themselves in a mm. positive light in a very long time. We're always getting whipped. Getting whipped <laughs> or thrown in the jail or made or you know a crime movie about being uh, raping somebody or being raped or like I'm tired of seeing that. Mm-hmm. It's like it was I or Medea. Yeah, or nigga wearing dresses. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to Mr. Perry, well, but yeah, well, it's my opinion. Opinions <laughs> about me are expressed by me and me only. This is my opinion. If you do not like it, you do not have to agree. <laughs> Hey, give give him your disclaimer. Okay, Let him know. Shoot. So I'm like, this is like this was the most positive black movie I have ever seen in my life. That's what to me. That's I think that's what made it a big deal. It's like it's, I'm tired of everything being whitewashed and like you know the the white knight come and save the day with Captain America, Iron Man. But then I'm kind of upset about how much each actor got paid for this movie because this movie grossed seven hundred million dollars worldwide. But Chadwick Boseman only grossed three million for this movie. That's kind of crazy. And Killmonger I didn't only know got that. one. Um, Lupita, she got one. But you, but uh, the worst one was Angela Bassett. She only had she only got paid five hundred thousand dollars for this movie. That's crazy. They got they got to get royalties or something they, on the back end. I, I hope there is a clause for royalties, but that like, and this just goes to show um, America that black people in other cultures want to see something else. We want to see something else. We're tired of just like whitewashing everything. Everything get white. One, two movies that I want to see get remade the right way is The Last Airbender and um, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that that'll be good to see be remade. They whitewashed that movie so bad and ain't funny. But to actually for for I don't know Hollywood to give a black man, very young one, thirty one years old, Ryan Coogler. Was it two hundred over two hundred million dollar budget, and he had oh I don't know no I'm to oh keep, yeah and he had um, creative rights over everything he could hire whoever he wanted I'm like this because I'm very critical of black movies I hate black exploitation movies those are the 
Shaft and that Foxy Brown just showing us that some ignorant niggas who can solve crime. I'm like, damn. <laughs> so, 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 so. I'm very sure to black yes. people, but to see that this man can write. Yeah. And he yes, brought out sure. a lot of politics he going did. on. He a did. A lot of, um, was a lot of he brought out the black struggle and he a, did in a very positive movie right do, right do you think that's going to translate to those who are not black absolutely I, not. I don't know but i hope it would have them ask more questions i would like to see them ask more questions because like, like it was a lot that like even like how, even how they had they had every ounce of black culture in it like even down to the hands they would slap their hand they you and know they did like that chest. that was that and was smooth chest. that was a very smooth handshake kind of gave me the that. chills I'm sorry, that. Like to even just the slang or just like, you know, the jokes and the dry humor and stuff like that, yeah. the sarcasm, all all those interactions that that people don't really get to see or they don't understand why we do what we do. Yeah. Right. Like even, you know, I, I don't know, just ha- kind of how, you know, how people don't understand like how we use the N word and then yeah. they can't and use they it. Say right. it. And I'm like, you have no idea. Right. What the, you know, really, truly, we should stop saying the N word and really. I feel like them. that, too. I have a problem with saying the N word. I say it a lot at home, but I'm trying. I, I don't say it. I just, I just refrain. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I need to refrain. But I, I did like that. I, I hopefully it translates other people so they can understand like what we go through, what it's about, and like, like even like for me, like I, like I, like I mentioned earlier, like how I identify with Killmonger, like, like I know it's kind of bad for somebody to identify with the bad guy, mm-hmm. but the narrative on Twitter is like i had been seeing it all week they were saying um after seeing black panther it it made me realize of about how much of this the scar story in oh, lion yeah, king lion that king. we didn't know or ask questions about yeah we mm-hmm. don't know about like like why is he that way like yeah instead mm-hmm. of like criticize or just oh he's a bad guy like why is he a bad guy right. why is right. he acting this way right. yeah Cause right. I really don't think Killmonger was a bad guy. He he yeah. perceived as a bad guy. He's just misguided to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, I don't oh, even yeah. think Homeboy was gonna come back from that. Even if they like T'Challa was like, "Yo, I ain't gonna put you in bondage." Oh yeah, but I made to tell you I was gonna like, be some spoilers you know, too, guys. That. Yeah, super spoilers. If you have not seen the movie mm-hmm. and you don't want to hear, you need to go somewhere. Yeah, for for a bit. For a bit, but like for him to, I don't think Killmonger would have changed. I don't think because in the, in the comics, Killmonger don't change. He's still alive, you know, but he is basically a prisoner of Wakanda. So I think they tried to stay as close to the super uh, Superman, not Superman. They tried to stay stay close to the Marvel comics as they possibly could. Mm. I think this was a nice twist to it. It was. But I think touching back on white people or people that are not colored. Asking the right questions. Remember at the end of the movie when um, after he had. Uh, came back to the point where they were at in 1992 at the apartment building and he was talking to his dad yes and um, his sister and telling her what his plans were see to me I feel like white people should understand that yes we have issues within our own community however that showing that humanity at the end of the movie is a big move showing that even though we can mess up even though we do screw up we do have the nothing but the best intentions you know, in certain situations, and yeah. him going back and turning it into like he bought like three different lots or something like that. But he he was he, he had yeah. right right he like had he big trying to plans. Build up the black community, right? Which, like like you're finally doing what Killmonger wanted in the first place was help the black people in the areas that 
they need help with. Right, like, get right. Us out, out of, exactly. Get us up out exactly. of poverty. Exactly. And that was a great representation of what black people yeah. want to do, what we need to do. And so white people, you know, asking those correct questions instead of assuming, instead of going off of what your parents have told you, because I feel like this is racism that's alive now on their side has got to be more generational than anything. You have white people out here thinking that black people go to school for free. Mm-hmm. Well, really, that's not the case at all. You have white people thinking that we live off of um, welfare, right? And all that stuff. Right, and that's like, really not the case. We no. work, you yeah. know, very, very hard for the little things that we do have, and, yeah. and give us some credit, you mm-hmm. know. At the end of the day, yeah, we deserve it. I feel like, like, like with that, just social issues. Like for me, I feel like we need to start investing in our own communities, in our own products, and our oh, own yeah, people. Definitely. And like, Correct. like I, I'm a firm believer of each one teach one. Like when if I pop off from doing this or whoever, I'm trying to bring yeah, somebody bring else up with yes. me yeah. because it, it doesn't it defeats the purpose if I just be greedy and I don't try to Correct. help anybody yeah. else out. Because just like um, they said, if we if 700 million worldwide, if we could spend as much money as we did watching Black Panther and black communities and black businesses will be unstoppable. We could and buy Walmart that's another people. Thing. A podcast earlier, I touched on the buying power, the buying slash consumer power of African-American people in the, in the world and what we spend our money on and what we could do if we pulled all our money and channeled it at someone. Because like, we make Louis Vuitton rich. We make Mercedes rich. We yeah, make correct. all these people Michael rich. And yeah. all that food, the Jordans, which is owned by correct. Nike because Jordan really don't own that. That's just his name. He gets royalties from that. Right. Yeah, we do that. But if what a, Shout like, like you Prince said. for that help. Yeah. Prince. Prince actually helped him um, start uh, financially, monetary wise. He helped uh, Michael what? Jordan start. No, I didn't know that. That's yes. pretty crazy. The more okay. Black History, the more you black know. History yep. It is Black Absolutely. History Month too, by the way. And that, yeah. that was a that was a topic I meant to touch on earlier, but yeah. we ain't got there. But let me tell you something. Um, government wise, if we don't really start getting ourselves politically, our feet wet politically, and getting into yes. lawmaking, like we're not gonna go nowhere financially. We can have all the money in the world. Exactly. But let me tell you something. You got them. them non-colored yes. up there who is not going to make it easy for us. Exactly. They're not going to make it easy for exactly. us. Exactly. And don't depend on them to do it either. Yeah. You know, you have a lot of people who, you know, are of color who don't have their stuff together. You know, they're out here without their IDs or even simple identification that they need. And meanwhile, they depend on other people like the government or whomever else to g- do it for them. Don't depend on anyone else. Go ahead and do it for yourself. Be the action that yeah. you want to see. You should be. I wish as black people we could come together and be more united as just as the white people come together and get united Absolutely. Us, especially back in the day. But touching on what you said with the um the racism, like I really find that a lot of like you said, it's generational, but the mm-hmm. kids coming up in this new millennium, they are not as racist as their parents. Mm-hmm. Or their grandparents or great grandparents or aunties or cousins or uncles. It's like because we are throwing this like I love social media. Because social media is not allowing people to get away with stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Just like when the Today Show refi- or, uh, uh, revealed that what Nefertiti would have looked like back in whatever right. time she existed, right. and that looked like a straight white woman right. from God right. knows where. Like, what the flurb was that? Mm-hmm. Flurb. Right. Yeah, I don't, I ain't try, I'm trying not to cuss. It's okay if you cuss. Uh, I got the explicit tag For on here. For spiritual and personal reasons, I'm trying not to cuss. Oh, okay. But So I'm going to say some off-the-wall stuff. But, yeah, but I really think those new those new kids are coming up and they're like, well, why are we, this is not right. Because every time they try to do something racist, we're going to slap it right back in your face. Exactly, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's not right. 
it it isn't. I think what's helping people see is because schools and music and food is bringing people together, and they yeah. and they kind of see like that they're not like how I learned because I grew up thinking that from how my grandma and like my my because my parents my grandparents are like my great grandma was like the first generation children of the free the freed people okay so they always had like a healthy dose of fear of white people they didn't like being in Stockbridge today yeah back in you know back in like the 80s and 90s that was a no-go right. yeah. douglasville mm-hmm. D- douglas county Forsyth. Cl- yeah all of these places was a no-go so just to see that how far we've come now is a big thing but i think because everyone's migrating and moving out mm-hmm. that everyone's starting to mix and get to mingle like oh tony's not that bad or 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 Just Casey isn't that bad, that. yeah. Like he ain't stupid. Like you said, they were. Yeah, like you kind of find out because a lot of times they out. You know, we we're right there with people. We may not get the credit, but I think that I think that's what helped people, kind of, to come around to like what we go through and like who we are as people. Like everyone's not bad. Like every white person I meet isn't a racist person. Like right. and black people can be just as racist too. Like because I got like the stuff I heard yeah. growing up was kind of crazy. Yeah, but my mama racist. <laughs> she hate her for white people and don't show her Ooh-wee. no slavery movies. She gonna hate all her white bosses from the now to the end of the year. I believe Lord it. Jesus. She is slick racist, but like <laughs> I'm saying, like my thing is like we should not lump. We should be better than them. Don't lump everybody as if they were racist. It's not not like every white person is racist. True, but I feel like we should also just keep the awareness. Keep that. Yeah, keep keep, aware. keep your extra eye open. Just be aware of when you see it and don't deny it. Don't deny that it was racism. Don't sweep it under the rug. Yeah. No, recognize it for what it is. Handle it appropriately the way you need to as an adult and keep it moving. Yeah. And yeah. teach your children. Definitely. And I think with, you know, like the hip, the hip generation, I think music is going to help them do that because they have no choice. Like, what is this future, mom? Right. What is this? Mom, young thug. I, granted, I don't listen to future or young thug like that, but I do know that a lot of the younger yes. um, generations yes. do. Indeed. Of yes. every ethnic background. Because right. everyone loves Drake. Everyone loves Kendrick. Right. Now they love Kendrick. Right, yes. Now that they see who he is. Like, who Kendrick's is, right. at the Grammys. He did the soundtrack for Black Panther. He did everything. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what's helping people kind of see that. Yeah. But I do think we need to stick together as people and try to uplift each other and kind of keep pushing that the agenda forward because I don't think we, we see that enough. And I think that's what that movie brought to light. They had, what, maybe seven different nations mm-hmm. governed by one person. And it wasn't like, like a, a dictatorship. It was just like more like, hey, we just look up to you. It mm-hmm. wasn't like he wasn't a kid. He was like one of the people. Right. So I, I, I like that. I think that's what we need. Like just for people to, to you know be united within who they even though there was one jealous guy in there, like uh, the guy from Get Out. I didn't really like from from the go. I knew he was gonna be an issue. Mm. I, I think that he's just playing up to his character because he was just more like he was just more upset that whatever happened to his parents when Claw you know was able to steal vibranium out of Wakanda. He was just upset about that. Right. T'Challa is not doing anything about that. That means you don't care. I, the dude from Get Out, I really need to refine his name and give him some credit, but um, <laughs> instead of calling him the dude from Get Out. The dude from Get Out. <laughs> I don't know his name, but I think he's a British actor, yeah, though. Yeah, he's a British actor. He's in Black Mirror, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so is Letitia Wright, who plays Shuri. Like, her name's been everywhere. So that's the only reason why I can remember it. But I think he played up to his character. You know, you're a young person who's who just lost both parents because some white dude came to your country, stole some precious metal, and blew up 
the border which your parents protect. I and got now his name. Your king, who's the same age as you, y'all basically kind of best friends. He is not doing what you think is necessary in order to bring that person to justice for the loss of your parents. So I really think Homeboy is playing off his emotions from the the loss of his parents. He you tried though. Huh? He, he tried. He tried it. He did try it, but you know when Homegirl said for Wakanda, yes I will. He put that thing down because that's your yeah. woman. That's something else I want to touch on too. But the, the actor we're talking about, his name is Daniel Kaleyu. Okay. From um, Black Mirror, Get Out, and now Black Panther. He's been in something else too. I just can't think right now. But I did want to touch on like the messages that we saw because like for him, he was willing to like like he was willing to submit like like you just said like she said for Wakanda he he would kill her. I mean kill him. Or he was willing to put his pride aside for his love, and mm-hmm. he submitted to the woman. And Man, people oh my God, think that was so sexy. And people think it should be the other way around, where women submit to the men. But to see him do that kind of made me like, oh, that made me it's got to be equal though. Don't expect women to just bow down. Period. In the story. It's got to be equal, equal parts. You, you as my man, you have to submit to me as well. At yeah, some definitely. Point. It has yeah. to be a compromise. You hella wrong. Right. Yes, for sure. Right. And and he was. Most men think, okay, well, if I submit, because this is this is really our advertising and, and media out there showing that men cannot submit to women, and that if they do, they're less than a man. And no, you not, because when that man submitted to that woman, because you know you and let his pride out the way and did the right thing, you look more to me like a man than anyone. Out if there. anything, he was lifting her up as his queen, as his love you at that moment. Queen. It wasn't I'm making here. him look weak at all. If you make, if you think that that man looked weak in that moment, something is seriously wrong with your head because if anything, he made her look more important, more as a queen and more love. Right, exactly. Like, this man loves. Right. Put that nice exactly. Definitely. And how, even just how he referred to her, my love. My love. My right. whatever. Like, we need to address people like, hey, this my bitch. I, I heard people say oh that. God. This my hoe. You know, like, that's my hoe, oh too. I don't want to hear people talk. Like, you should address them with something nice. As, right. That is that, is that, that mental brainwashing from the media, having us thinking we all witches, hoes, and niggas, and all that stuff. Right. Like, we're not that. And if we right. start seeing ourselves more positive, more Dora Milaje women out there, mm-hmm. then we would res- demand more respect as a woman. These Now, these days, you got these women who don't even... Haven't even picked up a book since elementary school. Mm-hmm. Don't even know their worth. Right. But if they knew their worth, if they were more educated, more show, more positive images showed right. that they they could be more and do more, right. then they would. Mm-hmm. They probably would. It's really just basically media and marketing getting to black America. That's how they're taking us out. Like, um, if y'all ever seen the movie 13, uh, what's that? I've seen 13. That documentary 13 about how, you know, they, we went from basically involuntary slavery to another form of involuntary slavery like instead of throwing you on the cotton field we're going to throw you in jail. in jail right we're going to suppress the black community economically take away the father take away the father put him in jail make the mother have to decide whether or not she's going to keep him in the house or not just so she can get food stamps for her kids and it's just that negative image right being constantly driven absolutely pounded into our youth into into our even our older generations mm-hmm. because to find out that my grandfather is ignorant as God. I swear this man voted for Trump. I'm sorry, but my grandfather came, he grew up in rural Virginia. And if y'all don't know, Virginia is racist. I can believe I'm it. talking about mm. race. South Carolina, 1949 racist. Mm. And it still is. So this is where he's coming from. He has that mentality that, you know, basically the white political man is white, is right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's a little racist himself, but if a white man come to him with some knowledge that he don't understand, he's a, oh, automatically going to bow down. Mm. 
It must mm. be right. He told I don't it think to my, me. My grandfather has ever seen a positive, a really positive image of a black man in his life. And there you go. And he's like, he's almost eighty. He's knocking on the door at eighty. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I got quiet when you said that. Too. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I almost want to ask, like, why hasn't he been able to see a positive? black man or like what is his idea of a positive black man more more so i really you know that's a really good question i might ask him because i think another thing that the black community suffers is that we don't ask a lot of questions a lot we just jump because we have been always taught to mind our own business keep our heads down and stay out of trouble and don't ask stupid questions right yeah we don't talk as much right one thing in my house after i became a nurse is that i the one thing i learned in the nursing field is that look behind the reason behind the behavior mm-hmm. that one sentence in that nursing book really clicked to me because once I read that I'm like it's just like have you ever just read something that's like oh my god mm-hmm. like oh uh-huh. you start asking more questions and when becoming a nurse when you see a patient act out and stuff you're like I'm not gonna address this behavior I'm gonna address the reason behind the behavior mm-hmm. and once you did it's basically understanding everybody wants to be understood mm-hmm. and for somebody actually to take the time out to say What's wrong with you? What's going and not in a derogatory or you know condescending way, and like you are saying it in a very caring, compassionate way. What is going on with you? There's something going. There's you're ag- extremely angry or sad about something. Like oh my, that that spirit you start to see calm down. Somebody's actually taking the time to be compassionate towards me to find out what's really going on. Hmm. I'm glad that you said because that segues into my next question. Um, like I said, they viewed Killmonger as a villain, and no one ever t- thought to ask why he was acting this way. Why he was just so like, yeah. like he had a lot of anger and aggression in him. Like and like, like I said, no one ever thought to stop to ask Scar why he was the way he yeah. was towards his brother, and no one ever thought to ask Killmonger. But I now did. they did in the sh- in the no, movie. With, he tells you why. With Scar, when I was a kid, I I, I always asked why. Like, why was Scar bad? Because everybody just want to chalk it up that he was jealous. Like, why are you jelly though? And you know what? They did a real good job at portraying that. Like, uh, they gave him green eyes. Yeah. Only animal I seen on the show with green eyes was Scar. And green eyes are supposed to be green jealousy. eyes of jealousy. Yeah. So like when I see stuff like it's all kind of messages they put in there. So that was the underlying root that he was jealous. But how would you feel if he had to be second fiddle for your whole life? He was also darker too. And now that's that another thing. He was the only one with the dark mane. Right. The, and usually right. in the Lion Kingdom, the ones who have the darkest mane is the one who should be the leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simba and Mufasa had red manes. Right. <laughs> so that's another thing. But see, my thing was like I agree with you because like when, until you got Killmonger's back, so this is why I, I I love Ryan Coogler's writing. For them to first in that first scene, you see those little kids playing outside in that Oakland basketball court, and then you go into the apartment complex and you see what's going on with the brothers and stuff. For them to come back later on and address those kids have a a a, a specific important part that that was Killmonger as a young age. Then you understand why this boy is the way he's he is, and that's why I think T'Challa. Um, or chat with Bozeman did a good job about um, actually kind of understanding because he even confronted his father in the spirit world. Why didn't you bring this boy home? He is practically, he is family. He right. Why didn't home. you bring him home? Right. And I, d- I didn't understand his father's reasoning for yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't understand about this is for Wakanda. I'm like, that boy don't know. And like, Maybe there's more to the story that we don't know. Maybe. 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 It's going to be a part two. Part two. Part two. <laughs> I can't wait to have the Hemogoro and the Storm. Yes, absolutely. I hope they got a good one for her because I cannot stand no pretty actress who cannot act. 
Mm. I hope so. I would like to see Angela Bassett, but that's another story for another day. She's way too old for Chadwick Boseman. Hey, about 12 years Hey, she still look like she got She's good looking, but now, come on. How you just play his mama, and then you going to play his love interest? That's nasty. Well, she was Stella that's got true. a groove back, too. So, wasn't she Stella? She was Stella she was got a groove back. Stella got a groove back. Like she looked the same in the middle. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, goodness. No, you cannot play my mama, <laughs> and then go play and my, then go play my lover, right? Yeah, there is a continuity error there, but. If they were going, uh, if they were going typecast, they should have definitely got um, Angela Bassett for Storm from the first X Men. They shouldn't have had Halle Berry do that. Yeah, I don't even think Halle Berry did a good job. But back to, back to what we were saying though, um, Killmonger. I felt like I identified with Killmonger um, because I know what it's like not to grow up with both my parents. I have a lot of questions that no one can really ask me. And from some of the stories, my mom told me that that side of the family denied me, my brother, and my sister. Mm-hmm. And like I wasn't angry. But like even thinking about that kind of makes me feel away. But like, cause people didn't believe. Cause I have maybe three other siblings that are older than me from before he met my mom. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I kind of know what it's like. Well, I feel like I always thought I was the oldest. Mm-hmm. Turns out I'm not the oldest. I'm actually the middle child when mm-hmm. I include all of them. Mm-hmm. But I know what it's like to be angry and feel like this should be mine. Why can I not have this? Or like. You know, like, why can't my friend Jason throw the football with his dad? Like, why not me? When is it going to be my time? Yeah. I've always felt. So when I saw him, I was like, they fucking read my diary. Like, what's going on? Because wow. I don't know. I feel like I might have acted the same way, but I might have been a little bit more humble. I wouldn't have came in trying to, like, kick ass and take names. But I definitely see why he felt the way he felt. Like, he felt like an outcast. Y'all forgot about me all the way yeah. over here. Right. I'm family. Yeah. It's supposed to be blood. Like, y'all right. forgot about me all the way over here. Right. But I think if T'Challa addressed it that, even though it would, it would take the movie in a, in a whole different direction, if T'Challa would address him when he first came in, first of all, why you got why y'all arresting him? The homeboy just brought the dead body of Claw. So, if anything, you should have uh, received him as a diplomat. Second of all, when you understood, because I, um, I think he went to the spirit world before... Um, Killmonger showed up in Wakanda. Ooh, um, um, T'Challa. T'Challa. I think he did go talk to his father first about yeah, you know, what was he going did. on. Because, right. Uh, yeah, I think he even conver- confronted um, uh, what's it, the Forest Whitaker's character too to find out who this person was because he was wearing and that's a ring. How he so found he did. Out. Humble, uh, Killmonger was wearing a ring when they rescued Claw. If you knew that this child is a family member. And you automatically know that this person might have some resentment or has resentment because he should have brought, like, T'Chaka should have brought Kill, um, well, stop calling him Kill. Eric. What's his Eric home. Um, then what why is didn't it, Eric you address Jumbo? that when homeboy came in handcuffs? You first want to take the handcuffs off. Recognize that this is your family member. Right. And apologize. Issues your daddy did wrong and are, you did not agree with what these are did. issues that we have in the black community it's another yeah. representation it really is within fathers and siblings We're, exactly like your daddy ain't better than my daddy or whatever your mama right. not better than my mama or like you're not right. my real brother or you know just different things like that yeah because yeah. i'll go ahead i mean it, it well i was just gonna go off of what he just said as far as you know you family but you can get cussed out on the street just like a stranger type thing you yeah. know yeah. unfortunately that that mentality is kind of oh, yeah. within the black community as well so there's a lot of representation and within I think, that I think I have one family member who who probably could relate to Eric Kilmarger because I have a, um, a half well not even a half because this is my grandfather's child um, just found about him I wouldn't say about 10 years ago and he was treated like a stepchild because of my grandmother. And I'm like, first of all, 
I was already upset in the fact that this man has not even been included into any family um, events or anything that we had family orientated wise just because this made this it was a product of my grandfather's infidelity but that is not that child's fault mm-hmm. he did not ask to be here mm-hmm. so because now my grandmother has the attitude this child has to suffer the rest of his life without his his father and anything you say as my grandmother is gold and anything this boy says is is lies and like my uncle's I'm going to call him Jay, for the longest time, you know, was not included. But my mom made sure that she kept contact with him. She That is her brother. She does not care. That is her brother. And it is because that's from my grandfather. Right. That is your brother. Right. And always included him. Right. But I really I really do think my Uncle Jay does carry a hostility and a little resentment. Not a little. I think a lot because he likes to play it off sometimes. Uh, a lot of resentment because he didn't get to grow up with his father. Mm. Like, you may not have been mm-hmm. able to live in the same house, but he knew where the rest of them see people lived mm-hmm. yeah mm. so I'm like I really did see my uncle in that in Killmonger I'm like well god dang like, I see a lot of people in Killmonger but I, did, I I felt like that was me in a sense I wasn't gonna go killing up people but no. I, I, growing up my mom was always told me I had an anger problem I was uh-huh. and I she mean, was kind of right but I, I don't mean. think so I think I'm just really aggressive but I think it was because of that because I was so angry as a kid and you like, had daddy issues Kinda, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, and see how we it's just did okay. a, a y'all don't fix my life moment right here, and right? Just address some, some yeah. emotional issues, right? Why can't black people do this? Why couldn't your grandmother? In their, in their no disrespect to your grandmother, but why couldn't your grandmother recognize that? I think this goes back to what you were saying earlier about us educating ourselves. We need to know, recognize something, know what it is, and face it head on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of yeah, his grandmother just saying that he had him. anger issues, recognize that this boy has daddy issues. Yeah. Recognize what's going on. Know how to attack it and keep it moving. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It could be um that side of the family. Like we would go to my like I think. From from what I can remember, because like no one, I've always overheard a lot of things that my mom doesn't know. I know I just kind of so I really don't ask her too much because it upsets her. Cause my dad died on Christmas, by the way, so I, like, oh, I try not goodness. to. I try not to like really bring it up. So I always either overhear or I ask like, well, what happened? Wow. You know, I ask her stuff that's not gonna upset her, but it's a lot that I still do not know. But from what I remember, like my grandparents, they uh, I think when I was first born, I I don't. They didn't. I think my grandpa was the one who never really like acted funny, but who knows? But I do remember days going over there sliding down the steps. I can remember how the house looked. The kitchen was here. You come in, there's some stairs to go downstairs to like the den area, but we used to slide down them stairs. I still remember they had blue carpet if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. But I do remember. But no one. I think after I started to grow up a little bit, like I haven't seen them since. The last time I remember seeing them was like maybe my junior year of high school. Before that, I cannot tell you. And they do not live far from where I live. No, they live off MLK. Oh, man. Sounds which like is my two fa- streets my fa- up from My me. father's family, for sure. Yeah. They don't call. They don't ask. They don't do anything. Like, I don't, you know, we don't know. I know I know my aunt, my, my dad's sister, she has reached out to my sister on mm-hmm. Facebook trying to get us all together and all this other jazz. But my, my mom and my dad's sister... They used to hang out and do stuff like that. But as far, as far as that, I don't know the rest of the family. I just feel like I'm out here. Like, like I wow. feel like if something happened, I'm entitled to some shit, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. if I get a million dollars, let me get my million dollars. Right. Not that it's about money because I don't care about money. But like, what I you're do saying is like, you're included. Include yeah, me in don't forget it. about us oh. over here, the three right. of us. Don't, right. don't leave us out. Right. Like, it's a lot of stuff. Like I said, it's a lot of stuff we do not know. Yeah. 
And mm. I wish people would understand that you don't have to agree with the, some a person's feelings. Just understand it and let that person express it. Right. Right. You can never deny someone else's experience yeah. because we all have different perceptions. Just, just understand that this person is feeling this type of way. You do not have to fix it. Exactly. Right. You could like if y'all come to an agreement where y'all will try to exercise where we can fix it or, you know, keep talking like half the time just talking about it. Just talking it about it. Exactly. And if you yeah, don't if you do don't know how to talk about it, if you don't know how to face it on, go get some therapy. It's okay, black people. It's okay to therapy go talk okay. to somebody or learn go to, how to ask a question. Exactly. Educate yourself. I don't do be think, afraid of that. I do think as black people we need to take mental health and therapy serious. Because yes. a lot of these things that's okay. yes. Talking to people, and that's kind of why I want to do this podcast to get us to talk. And a lot of this is therapeutic for whoever. You never know who you reaching with this, exactly, or, or who's you know who's telling their truth on the mic. But I do think that we need to take that a little bit more serious. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. yes, and stop listening to these stigmas and what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Who, who, who like, said I that? Who came up with where that? Where they say black men ain't number thug. Mm. No, from my experience, uh, they are not. Right. And see, mm. you being who you are, imagine someone who is not, you know. My brother is lame. They, they're oh, they're sitting around thinking that all black men are thugs. My brother is lame. I do believe people he do think swords. that. He loves swords. I like swords. From the middle, he has swords. He collects swords. He has bow and arrows. This boy has been like wanting to live in the wilderness or live in the medieval oh my times God. since he was young. <laughs> And it's like my brother is not the stereotypical black person on TV. He is like if you ever seen Blackish on ABC with Anthony Anderson, he He's is the, the son. son. <laughs> if my brother was in the magic, that nigga would have. I see. <laughs> <laughs> that, dude, that dude would have that Harry Potter everything. My brother is into video games. He's into anything medieval wise. Mm. My brother is not like, but, but when you when he gets angry. He knows that okay, the stereotypical black person, black man, is supposed to get angry like this, and I really think he's faking sometimes when he, when he gets angry. It's just like, boy, you putting on a show. I wanted to say the word right there. For a <laughs> he, got, he is so angry that he, it feels like he's putting on a show. But it's like, why are you turning in a halt, man? You putting a whole lot of a whole lot of energy just to show that folks uh-huh. that you are angry. And I really feel like he is just playing into this stereotype that when a black man gets angry, this is what he does. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, please stop. And I come to realize it as an older woman that I ain't that old. Um, not all black men are what they put on TV, and I'm stop watching TV because they be lying. I mean, and then on top of that, just because a black man gets angry does not deem him a thug. Yeah. We have white people out here shooting up schools, y'all. Just because Every a black man is mad, I mean, you boy. got. WWE, we got plenty of white men on TV getting mad, and no one's walking around talking about they're thugs. Let's, let's please it's because they allow your colored men of. to get mad, and don't call them a thug. Just let, it's an emotion. Everyone has it. Nigga either. I wish women would more understand. Like I wish, I like I was saying earlier before the podcast that I, as an older woman, going and you know hanging around my father a, a lot longer, I was able to see that men have feelings. Did anybody know that? Yeah, oh my we goodness. Have Our hosts, oh, we men have feelings, and they're very emotional creatures, and they're mm. very sensitive. No. And they're coming down on a on a man talking about you ain't nothing, you ain't. <laughs> well, I'm not sugar honey iced tea. Y'all know fill in the blank. Right. I am not poo. So thank you. That's a compliment. Next poop. time somebody tells you you ain't sugar honey iced tea, you say thank you because I am not. <laughs> Amen. I am. I am like we as like I wish we learned how to be more understanding and more patient. Mm. Because we're gonna have to with these new generation of dudes coming out now. 
we're gonna have to be a whole lot. But even when our older generation will just hang around my dad and and what they tell you what a man likes on TV is a lie. It is a it is a straight up lie because talking That's to true. my father, watching my brother, th- what they put on TV is what they're telling men that they need to like. But if you actually really take the time to understand a dude, um, looks can only take you so far. Yeah, definitely. I'm that guy because I like looks. I like the outside first, but what's on the inside of here, inside your head, and what's inside your heart is what's gonna make me stay, stay right. or like stick around and, and see what's going on. Question. Right. Because like. Cute don't pay the bills. That's that's my thing. That looks very true. Unless you hone yourself out. Pretty does not pay the bills. You on that pole, Betty City. But speaking of love, like my thing was like black love. I don't I didn't see like one like child that was like besides the ones in Oakland because that was in America, but inside the nation of Wakanda, like everyone had like multi parent homes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like single parents, and the women were on the same level as the men. Like yeah. the, well, I don't know her name, but the one who plays, uh, general. yeah, the general. She's a female general for one. War general, female. That don't go together in America. That does not go together. But seeing her have that same powerful mantle, like the women were defending the country, not the yeah. men. Yeah, the Dora Milaje, but that's the name of the the army. But I can't I, think of her find, name. I'm gonna find her name. But the women were defending the country. Like, they were just as strong and powerful and powerful as the men. They had an equal but opposite place as the men. Yeah, and, and, and the men didn't feel threatened. Yeah. It wasn't like a, oh, okay, I've got women protecting me. I'm less than a man. No, I did not think to Prince, um, King T'Challa looked less than a man not one time throughout that movie, even though the, his general was a woman. And she was beating ass. Like, she was whooping all of them. Oh, man. But this goes back to how black men or just, you know, men, period, need to have their stance. Men have to understand that you all really do. Diana Guerrero. Thank you. I know her real name, but what's her name in the movie? Because she's on The Walking Dead, too. Okoye. Okoye. Black men have to understand that you all really do set the tone for almost just about anything. And I think in that movie, for them to have equal parts, if you notice, they were equal, but they had different roles. And I think the men really did set the, or just period, set the tone for what was going to happen. And you're secure in that, and you're confident in that. And I think if we could just be more secure as black people and more confident in where we're going, what we're doing, and our role in life, Wakanda. See, that's Forever. what I was talking about earlier. Like when people wearing the dashikis, even though they don't know, you know, the meaning of a dashiki or like the, the real, actually authentic cloth that they actually make dashikis from, it was just that positive image seeing Black Panther to make you more proud exactly. of your heritage. Exactly. Yeah. You made you more proud. I, it made me more proud because to tell you the truth, I wasn't even, I wasn't even looking at or studying anything Africa. Mm. I like I'm African American and my father's from Trinidad, so I when it came mm-hmm. to a culture. I identified as Trinidad mm-hmm. and my mom's African American and like um I really wish we did a, like a finding your roots or a twenty three and what's it called? Twenty three and me. Twenty three and me to really find out my mom's side of the family because when my father found out his side of the family, he did his own without twenty three and me. Come to find out that the the side um of his one side of his family actually came from Virginia, which is where my mom's family's from. So, yeah, they were slaves of Virginia, who I don't know how he found out that they got, I don't know how they got to Trinidad, but um, you got, you know, he has, now he had found, he has African roots from Virginia, 
And I don't know if he has ever found out where those African roots, you know, really came from, from that continent. But, um, yeah, to find that out, I was like, you you would think, you know, you're born and raised in Trinidad, all your family's coming from Africa straight to Trinidad, and like, ain't got nothing to do with America. But that ain't the case. That's not the case, right. And you know what? I really do condone, I do, I am really more happy to see a lot of people finding out who the, who they are with the new 23andMe or that Finding Your Roots or that Ancestry. Ancestry, yes. Because if you sitting here as a white person is going to tell me you pure white and you ain't got no black in you, you, you get no results back <laughs> and you 13% African American or 13% African or Sub-Saharan African. Bruh. Boy, bruh. Hello, brother. Bruh. <laughs> Ready to learn how to you, dap up? You better learn how to dap. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know, and I know a lot of white people who'd be like really happy to find out they were black. Right? Yeah. Or but you can't deny yeah. that. Yeah. You can't deny that. Well, this in your blood. Right. That's something you can't deny. You can sit there like, oh, I'm bleeding. Boy, it's in your blood, and you just got tested. Right. Definitely. But the more right. people do that, the more that they can see we are more related to each other than we know. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're a lot more sure. alike than we are than we are different. Yeah. Yes. Like, so more oh. people get out there and get your ancestry and twenty three and me thing on. I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> I'm gonna try that thing. Mm-hmm. Help my parents out with their um instead of going to the national archives all the time. Do Do y'all think that after seeing this movie, because it it grows seven hundred billion million or billion, million. seven hundred million? That's a lot of people buying tickets. And that's yes. in the second week. Yeah, that's that is in the second Infinity week. Infinity so. War yes. doesn't come out until May fifth or sixth, so it still has a March and April run. Yeah. So I really, ho- I really hope it hits a billion dollars because it just shows the world and everybody out there in movies that we want to see something else. Yeah, and black movies too because I know yeah. that's been a big really thing in Hollywood. Really good black movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What was I about to say? Um. So after seeing like women be equal mm-hmm. and be just as powerful, but having opposite roles, do y'all think that people after seeing this movie? Do you think you'll start to slowly see a transition of power and like when women can be seen as equals and not just, you know, barefoot and naked in the kitchen cooking and stuff like that? No. I no. think it might. I think no. it's, it's going to take a lot more than just this no. one movie. It's going to take a lot more than a movie yeah. because old habits die hard. Yeah. Honestly, old habits like, really do die hard. For this new ha- uh, Me Too hashtag movie coming out, um, it's still going to take a lot for women to start getting equal pay in the workforce for them to you know start our ideas being taken more seriously it's gonna it's gonna take a whole lot like she said all habits die hard i think it's a start because i feel like with me like i always tell people i want everything to be 50 50 i don't think everything should always be on the man oh you copping out you ain't no real man like but i feel like my woman is a representation of me we're equal and opposite Mm -hmm. if i have a decent job i would like my woman to have a decent job and you should not ask me to have a better job than you can get like my thing is don't ask me for something that you can't even do for yourself right i understand we're supposed to support but like don't be like i ain't talking to no scrubs you ain't got what kind a job look you working over here kroger's like <laughs> well that's why you need to kind of that's where leagues come from and don't be afraid to, to know your league don't be afraid to know your level and, and date in your level don't date someone that is not where you are because that's exactly what you're going to get a mentality that's going to be pulled down who thinks that women don't want to do what they are expecting the man to have date in your level your pride now i am i i get you, I'm, I'm with you on that but i also feel like 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 I said, I'm each one teach one. If my woman is dating that crow, like I like I when I found you just a waitress at IHOP, that type of thing, mm-hmm. and I bring you up now, you have your own business. Yeah. I will. I'm happy to do that, but don't be expecting me just to be like, 
um, hey Tyrone, um, I need my nails done. I need this done. No. Well, what are you <laughs> doing? doing I mean, like, okay, okay, and that's cool. That's cool. And I don't want to sound like I am trying to tell you that if you know you being who you are, if someone is at Kroger, you shouldn't date them. No, no, no. Get into that head, like you, like you were saying. It depends on what's up in her head and in her hat. She if she's talking, if she's cool. talking real shit, if she's <laughs> going somewhere, if she knows where she's going, she's confident in that. Give it a go. It's all I'll green. Try it out. You know, but. I agree with what you're, what you're saying as well, but I feel like also men really need to be more selective in regards to, you know, what woman you do date. Don't just yeah. be go after her because she's got a Pretty. nice butt and, and you know, and a nice face. Yeah. Go for what's more so in the head and in the heart because yeah. that's what's going to save you from thinking that way because not all women are out here, I can just speak for myself, are out here thinking that way. Yeah. I, I can you believe know, it. For sure. Yeah. Date within it. your in your level. Yeah. yeah. You don't see all that. I stuff. always aspire Hopefully. to get greater, but, like, you can never go wrong dating in your level. But, you know, like, my thing, like I said, if I am pulling down, like, like I have to see something in you. Like, I'm not just, like I said, I'm just not going for some of those 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 women that, that I know that I've come across or that I see on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's just like, I'm like, but where do you work? Oh, I don't have a job. But you want him to come in and do all of these things. Like, you got to step up to the plate, too. Like, it's 50-50. And this goes back to what um, Cece was saying in regards to understanding the action behind the behavior. Why does she think that way? Who taught mm. her that? Yeah. What's yeah. the issue? Yeah. Does she have daddy issues? What did her mom teach her? Did her yeah. mom even pay attention to her? Why does she feel like a man needs to come in and save her? And Why can't she get up and stuff and do mom, it? And I'm, sure a, I'm pretty sure you're going to find the pattern. Oh, yeah. There's a pattern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see that a lot. Like what I found, most of the women I date have the same. I date the same woman, just a different shell. Mm. Like like instead of it being this McDonald's cup, it's a Wendy's cup with the same fruit punch in it. Mm. Yeah. So what I've done, I either find women who have daddy issues. Yeah. Um, they all have a. It's usually that, but I want to say they also have like some mental health issues that they need to worry about. Not like they're special or you know anything, mm-hmm. but I think they have like anxiety or they have like stress or like just mm-hmm. just things resulting from their childhood that that's rearing their ugly head now. Mm-hmm. But I always find I always attract the same type of one. But they also they, they also say you attract who you are too. So sometimes I'll be looking at people, I'm like, dang, am I really that person? Well, probably not in that same form. I don't think but it's who you are. It, it could be different. Just. Or- just like with me and in my issues with men see i almost got upset with someone this today earlier today Uh and he was a guy he wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong but because of my personal issues i exhumed it in that way as i probably came off as the angry black woman Mm -hmm. but however that's not the bottom line there's something else totally going on that he had nothing to do with he he, you know he's totally unaware of and i think it's the same thing in the dating world it's something that matches that problem that they have that's going on with you that's making you attract them it's not necessarily like you know you ain't got nothing going on but there's something you you see what i mean might have the same problem or it's just shown in a different way yeah has like is the majority in your life now i mean you might not necessarily have this problem but it's probably a problem that you have dealt with since childhood right and that it's like you're attracting it right right could be i also feel like i'm here to help people because i always find people who do need a little bit of help and i'm, I'm more than willing to help people you are but that's so all kind good, but then who's gonna help you exactly who's gonna ask exactly. you the right question but then Hopefully. how does your soul get fed by helping them yeah i feel good when i help people that's very that's good fine. that's very good feel good feel that good but then after that feel good goes away because it doesn't last forever mm-hmm. then what 
do for himself to uplift himself and heal his soul because at the same time when you you helping somebody else you're taking a little bit away from yourself you know mm. what i mean whether it's in a spiritual realm monetary wise and then you have to look at yourself because at the end of the day you helping somebody else you helping them helping and them that does take a lot it of takes a, it does before take a you lot know you're gonna be the angry black person <laughs> you know like, you have to me. you have to I feed your own soul people, exactly like somebody needs to feed our host right exactly now yes. see i feel like you didn't have to say my name did you yeah, I gotta edit that out, but it's cool. Uh, but it's great. Dude, y'all, said, y'all have done great. I, did. I don't. I don't you remember if you said it. <laughs> I don't know if Be, you said it. So I didn't even catch it, we and I would have put it out and not catch it. But, but anyway, um, I feel like I feel like after I help people, sometimes like I don't know. I don't know if I really like get burnt out because I feel like that's my purpose is is to help people in some form or fashion. Oh man! Like, How long look at you, you. Doing this? right? All my life, from when I can think of it, like I've like it's it's one thing like I learned like you consciously know you're doing something like right now I know this podcast is gonna reach some people it's gonna help change the perspective it, it's gonna create conversation. Two, you're unconsciously aware and then you unconsciously um it's something it's, you're unconsciously like you're doing it and you don't know you're doing it like like right now you're breathing. Mm-hmm. You like the whole time we weren't we know we're breathing. But no, we don't not. know we're breathing. Right. And then you have something that you just like, I think it's like you're just totally unconsciously conscious, something like this. It's, some, it's something weird. But, but I forgot like, how it go. I'm going to tell you straight up. Constantly giving yourself out there and helping others is good. But when you're constantly doing it and it may, you're not getting something in return or you're like nobody's, you know, taking the time out to be considered about your always helping somebody what, else and what you need right you're gonna get burnt out exactly it might not be For now because sure. you're young but Probably. after a while you it's gonna play on your conscience or, like why is somebody not helping me or, or talking to me it could start creating the attraction that you're not saying that you need to stop but it could start creating the attraction you know that what i mean that you, that you don't you want you, you know, know what I mean? Reflecting on the inside. Exactly. Like, what do I need? Why am I attracting these, these right. mosquitoes? These, these certain people. Like yeah, you said. maybe I need They're great people, though. Lunch. I can't say I'm that. I'm they're bad people. Right. I think I think for me, like, when I do help people, like, I don't necessarily feel burnt out yet. At least not yet, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like, damn, what was I about to say? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I forgot. forgot. I, I'm, a, I'm a with nursing it felt great especially working in a really uh, oh that's event. what it was go ahead it's therapeutic for me to help people oh okay so i don't think that's why I, I don't get burnt out i was gonna bring that up because as a nurse working in a my first nursing job was working in a major hospital in atlanta where a lot of medically indigent patients and it felt good to help and i was not ruled by the bureaucratic system that most private um, organizations are ruled by like I could help I could give out a band-aid I could give out some alcohol swabs or some gauze or change a, 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 a dressing and not have to put in charges for it because it's, these people can't afford this like what you sending a bill for they're not yeah. gonna pay it. it it felt good it felt so good to help I had this one man who all he wanted was a signature so he could get his diabetic strips um, testing strips and he couldn't even get that because they separated primary care and diabetes and the nurse who was supposed to sign she's all the way in diabetic clinic which was not that far from primary care but it was like he would have to get a a whole new appointment this man's been waiting for months for these strips and like the way for this form he would get them for free so you know what i just had the doctor that he was visiting that day in primary care to sign that paper because they were talking about they can't take it because the lady's name was already pre-printed and scratched that out 
printed my doctor's name on it and had her sign. Plus, this was a nurse. My doctor's Trump's a nurse's name. I'm sorry. I'm not saying, you know, uh, doctors are better than nurses. But in this case, that her name w- weighed more than that nurse in diabetes. And this man needed his strips. This man was so thankful for that. He wanted to buy me lunch and give me $20. And I was like, no, sir, this is my job. As a nurse, that is my job to help you. And, you know, a lot of nurses get burnt out because they're like, you know, I can't. You do get burnt out after a while. It's like everybody wants freaking help. And it's like you as a nurse find out that everybody is sick and everybody needs help and you are only one One person person. and I've only been in nursing in five years and I am burnt out Mm. back in the day it would take a nurse 20 years like towards the end of her career to feel burnt out we are burning out in two three I had one nurse she just I was in primary care and like she was working on the floor uh, because the clinics are attached to the hospital and she come down for her primary care appointment and her blood pressure is 100 over two something. I'm like, how old are you? 20 something. I'm like, how long you been a nurse? A year and a half. And I'm like, good God almighty. You about to stroke out. So you, you, I'm just, it was an example that, you know, after a while of putting your giving so much of yourself, you will eventually burn out. I feel like don't stop giving, but yeah. don't find a new way to give but for sure. Always to where be you, a little it can selfish. S- right, it, where it can still be the therapeutic need that yeah. you want, but in a different way to where you won't have to be like, girl, you crazy? No, you know, yeah. for sure. I, I always feel that everybody should take some time out to find themselves. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, please find yourself because if you can't find yourself or understand yourself, how do you expect somebody else right. to come up in a relationship and do right. the same thing? Right. Just like if you don't know what love is, go find out right. what it is. Right. Yeah. Go find right. out because if you don't even love yourself, how can you love somebody else in a relationship? Yeah. Education. That is that is good. Say Black Panther just brought on like we've been talking about Black Panther for fifty seven <laughs> minutes now, but it it, all, it brings up all these other it topics. It really does. It does. There's yes. one more thing I want to touch on Black Panther. Absolutely. Um, did I did I touch on it already? What? I don't know. We did women being equals. We did black love. We be, we did unity. We did uh, you know. I would like to touch on something. Watching Black Panther made me so proud to be a black woman and ex- and seeing black beauty on the screen. Oh yeah. Like some of them bald, some of them got them low face, some of them got natural hair like me. Cause like you do not see a lot of women. You, I'm just now seeing more women on black on TV, more black women on TV rocking the natural look and being more proud instead of straightening their hair and trying to be looking like something that they were not even born with. If you are a black person or mixed race and you have straight hair, that's fine because there's plenty of um of of examples out there for you, but there's not there for many. And see these Dora Milaje women, strong as God knows what, rocking their natural hair even if they ha- didn't even have hair. I was like, heck yes. Black is beautiful. <laughs> so I have something I want to touch on as well with Black Panther, and that was when they were talking about the advanced technology that they had. If you all remember, Black, um, Black Wakanda was kind of kept away. It was yeah. a secret. It was hidden. And, of course, along with the secrecy of Wakanda went away with their technology as well. I think that that maybe I could be reaching, but I think it kind of maybe touched on how black people or black inventions are snubbed from them because they're out there in the open yes. and then people yeah. come up behind them and it's taken away. Take it's uh, modified. Yeah. You know, it's not what they originally wanted. Yeah. What do you all think about that? I'm going to let, I'm gonna let uh, you, go you go ahead. Cause I, I, wanna I feel like, I feel like technology started in Africa. Like we built the pyramids. <laughs> 
Like we gave the word alphabets. Y'all can, that are still y'all standing really today. No one can figure out how they did it. They they we brought the word alphabets and math and chemistry and science. Yes. And all of these things. Hieroglyphics. Like, yes. And no one no one gives us the credit like gives brown people people credit for this type of stuff. Exactly. They always tell us like Christopher Columbus discovered the world or or such and such invented this or or so some other great person did it. It's like it's almost like. Me and you taking the same test. You take the answer from me, and you take it back and take full credit for it. Right. And then you annihilate the people. You annihilate the libraries. You annihilate the villages. So they don't have anything to track their history to just say, hey, we did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, when you grow up and you're thinking that you don't have any contribution to the world. Mm-hmm. But the, I went to, to a high school after the guy who designed the plans for D.C. He invented the clock. Like, he did so many different things. I'm like, and I always remember the clock because everybody has a time. I mean, a, a clock of some sort. Yeah, Think about Rolexes. Yeah. That's a European former thing, but yeah. do we get credit for that? No. no. And right. like, that, that's a really good uh, point because I was in the book, the Nubian bookstore one time, and I saw, I was picking up books for my nieces, and I saw this book that it was called um, Black Pioneers of Science and Invention, written by Lewis Haber. And I really want, I should have got this book when I was in the store, but it had this ba- this. This book had to be about 200 pages of black people and their contributions to a lot of the um, the technology that we use today. And then it also, um, if I can find it, the meme was name a black and uh, name something invented by a black person other than peanut. And to sit here and know that you uh, asked me that the yeah, other day the too. code for the Internet was written by a black man. The was it the traffic light was invented by a black man? Did y'all know that um, the storyline for Terminator One and Two was written by a black woman? I didn't know that. Wow! And it took her twenty years. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna say it in the podcast when I find it. It took her twenty years to fight for the royalties because they literally copied her book or what her manuscript word for word and made millions off this and thought she was gonna just sit down quietly. I, I posted it on my Instagram. But yeah, it was written by it was another and the Matrix. It was Terminator One and Two in the Matrix. Those were her books, and it was a black woman. They she after twenty years of finding, she finally I think got nineteen million dollars or one billion dollars. I'm gonna find it. Wow. Like this, and you know, it's funny is that you don't like really and truly because you know you got a lot of people in power and government. And I'm sorry, they're, they're non-whites. I mean, the non-colors, and they are dictating what our children learn. And if our children knew that you had, um, did you know black people, there's a one black man who invented the potato chip. If we knew what we could potentially do, we would have better self-esteem than we do now. Now, speaking of that, y'all don't know, we're all about the same age. Like, on Nickelodeon, they always told us that a French man invented, you remember the cartoon that the French man inventing the uh the potato chip because he had like some french guy came in trying to see he thought he was being smart he just said these uh, potatoes are too thick make them thinner so he ended up making them really super thin like thinner mm-hmm. potatoes, and he loved them i never heard that until you know until until what you just said but growing up i always believed that somebody in france invented potato chip yeah mm-hmm. and did you know that the moors taught the white people about hygiene I've heard that before. They said they were clean. They, talk, they yeah. were they were unbathed and they didn't take baths before. And they slept with animals and carried yeah. many diseases, which I believe because that's how they wiped out the Native Americans with their dirty blankets. Because the plague and stuff weren't in certain places. And if you just do your geographical research, and I'm like a real big history buff and like a geography buff, yes. I can point out a map and tell you exactly where this is when I zoom in on a finger. Yeah, but, but here, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Go no, go ahead. I was gonna say this is the meme. Name something invented by a black uh, black people other than the peanut. Digital cell phone, email system, the supercomputer that led to the creation of the internet, the modern color PC monitor, the first gigahertz chip, the car motor, the spark plug, fiber optics, nanotechnology, 3D graphic technology, the elevator, refrigerator, air conditioner, the heating furnace, the electric lamp, the clothes dryer, the typewriter, the traffic signal, fire extinguisher, the advanced printing pants, and the pencil sharpener. That's if a lot our of kids man. knew what they could, if we showed them that these examples of what they could be, it's just, it's, it, but you know, like I said, you have the powers of B are trying, and as, as young black Americans, we really need to start teaching our youth better yeah. and uplifting them and encouraging them. Because I got two nieces right now, academically wise, struggling. But you put them girls in an art class and they could paint you a Mona Lisa. And I'm like, at this point, just get out of high school and we will talk about art school. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I, I do think we need to start teaching them more about our history and our pecker. They say you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you came from. Yeah. So I think you have to know what you are capable of. Because like, like, like I told somebody before, I think it was on a podcast before, Like I, was, I never imagined seeing a black person. I never thought I'd live to see that. But by the time I was 18, I saw one. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, like, my grandma never thought they'd see a black person, and so on and so on. They never thought they'd see it. Now it's opening up gates for you. I'm like, hey, it's not so far-fetched for somebody, for a little Tyrone or Waikit to tell you, say, hey, I want to be the president. Now it's opening up doors for people, to, for women to be the president. Yeah. I never thought I'd see that. We almost had it, and that's what I wanted, but I think it's opened up a lot of doors when you know what's possible, when you see somebody else have done it, and that you can do it too. Even though the system isn't really conducive for us to like progress like in certain ways like like we would like to because i think it's in a way it's built to hold us back yeah but let me um this is the lady who um wrote the books the matrix one and two and terminator one through four her name was sophia stewart she wrote these books in the 70s and it took her a 30-year lawsuit but she won and it was the biggest lawsuit in hollywood history 2.5 billion dollars that's crazy. never gonna tell you that they are never gonna. They report what they want to report. Yeah, who? Well, I think whoever rules makes the history. Yeah, and then they do. That's and a quote I've heard from Rome. I heard it in Egypt. I've heard it in the Ottoman Empire. I heard it in Asia. Whoever has the throne makes the history. You yeah. write your own history. Yeah. Just think about like how the Greek gods always glorified their bodies and like whenever they had to conquer, they're always standing on the animal. Yeah. Or, like they beat this guy when or it really wasn't that way around. On their back or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like that's, that's how they do. I was watching a PBS um, documentary about how there was this um, one, I don't know if somebody knows it, but it was this one, um, one group in the South, a bunch of group of white women who made sure what they wanted, it was, they were, I think they had something to do with the Confederacy. And when it came to social, social studies, they had control over what the book said that the kids learned. Hey, that's going to open up a whole can of worms because I definitely want to throw out the B word that ends with an E out <laughs> right now. And I hate talking about religion, but a lot of people do believe that man wrote the Bible and it's been modified over years. And even in my European, AP European history studies, we find out that the Bible has been modified so many different times. And, you know, it's just a lot of things. I don't know if I want to go down that road because I know people don't really like Let's you go know, down the road. Getting on the religion. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll do it for another podcast. Because that's going to be another hour or something. But it will. I, I agree with you because I tell you at that same Nubian bookstore because I was um, telling um charlie this that i was in the i was looking for a new bible because my bible it's it's tearing apart at the um cover 
and I really wanted a Bible. I really, if I could find, I didn't even know the name, but, but the first edition of the first translation of the complete Bible um, commissioned by King James, I found at that Nubian bookstore. And it was this, called the 1611 edition. And I really want to know what's the difference between this Bible and all the other versions out there. And then somebody, you know, put a little meme um, when you type it in the Google, found it on a forum. Somebody's like, uh, I guess a theological student was telling uh, everybody that, you know, there's nothing wrong with the other new Bibles and this, 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 and such and such and that. And that the only thing that this, the difference is, is that they changed 482 words. 482 words is a lot. You can change a whole meaning with just one word. Yeah. And 482 words in the Bible have been changed. Right, yeah. So that's a lot. That is a lot. You can change, like, just like in the beginning in Genesis when um, uh, the serpent asked uh, Eve about the tree of good and knowledge, and she said, is the tree that we shall not eat of, and he, for we shall die. And he, all he had to say was, ye shall not surely die. You added one word and changed the whole thing for her. Oh, yeah. I can't eat it? Okay, let's get on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So words have power, So words is a lot. You can change a lot. And I was so grateful to find that book. That book is really hard to read because it is written in Old English and V means you and you means V and it's like you, after a while you see the pattern but you know, it's kind of hard to read but it's kind of like it's kind of, it feels good to know that you know, you got the first edition Bible and you don't feel deceived. And I, I do use my old Bible. I have like three Bibles, the one that's tearing apart, and I have a Nelson. And my father has a Schofield, and Schofield would be like the Jordan of Bibles. And like he's had that Bible for like umpteen years. So, and like to, to compare that with the 1611 edition that I got, and I paid a penny penny for this Bible because I ain't never paid so much for a Bible in my life, <laughs> but I thought it was worth it. Mm. But I, I agree with what you're saying about, you know, um, how, like you said, um, whoever conquers history is the one who writes it and how the Bible has, it has been changed. And you don't have to change a lot for people to be deceived. Yeah. But religion is a whole new topic. Hmm. Anything <laughs> else y'all have on Black Panther? In closing, because we, we've been talking about Black Panther for an hour. Oh, man. Go see it if you have not seen it. If Absolutely. you are white, I'm not saying I'm racist against white people, but I'm like, if you're in, if you're those white kids that's coming up in this new generation, you know, ask questions. Be, be curious, because I did have one coworker, and like I went into her uh, office one time, and she was reading a book, and it looked like a black girl on the cover, and it was like a present day black girl, and it looked like a mulatto kid. You know, the picture took like it was taken in the 1920s, and when I forgot the name of the book, I really I was trying to find it earlier. But when I um, saw her reading it, uh, yeah, I don't know, she was white. I went back and I went on Amazon to find out what the name of the book and what this book was about. And it was basically a book about the girl on the cover was living in present day Alabama. And the boy on the cover lived in Alabama during the Tulsa riots. And I'm like, why is this white woman reading this book? And it's like, oh my God, that you're curious. You're curious. I'm like, okay, well, ask questions. If you don't understand, ask. And oh my God, another subject appropriation. We got to get on that one today. I've been wanting to tackle that one, but I haven't found the right cast for it. But maybe. Maybe. Oh, man. Let me be on that ballot because I am telling you, I'm about sick of that. Yes, absolutely. Have CC on the ballot. She will definitely bring on. Bruh, I'm just hot about that. Woo! She's like, oh. Ooh, 
Okay, that's another time. That, that's another topic. But yeah, like I'm saying, white people ask questions if you're curious, and don't fall to victim to the hateful thoughts of your grandparents who just, you know, ignorance is you just did not know. Ignorance means you're not stupid. You just did not know. In other words, don't be a follower of what someone else wants you to be or on their thoughts or their opinion because at the at the end of the day when you're racist against black people and you're coming up with all these ideas and opinions that's exactly what they are they're someone else's ideas and opinions of black people and if you're racist today because of that well you can only blame yourself yeah hmm. interesting <laughs> I, think, I think i think that was a good segment we had a lot more than i thought we did that was great all right all right, now on a more lighthearted note, <laughs> let's talk about Janae Aiko and Big Sean. All right. Are y'all familiar with the story? I am not too familiar. Bring me up on it. All right, basically what happened was she did an interview, and I want to say it was on a breakfast club. I might be wrong, but I know she did an interview, and I was asking, like, how did her and Big Sean meet? Basically, she had a boyfriend at the time. Her and Big Sean has always been friends. And he invited her out to, I think it was a, a, a Laker game or a Knicks game. Mm-hmm. She asked her boyfriend, could she go? He said yes. So in a sense, it was a date. But she said that the only reason why she accepted yes because they've always been great friends, had great conversation, great chemistry. And plus, her boyfriend and her were like on the outs pretty much. So she went, and now it's happily ever after. How do y'all feel about people meeting under those circumstances? It's always suspicious, of course. It's always susp- and that's what people say. It is suspicious. The they- fact that you said yes, you did not care, and you wanted that relationship to end anyway. Because mm-hmm. a man who really want that woman ain't going to let no other man take out. He's going to be sitting right there in the middle of him talking about, yeah, who Right. Wins? Especially if you yeah. know your like, relationship is on the rocks. Yeah, like that. yeah. I yeah. think homeboy knew that relationship was done with, and he wanted a way out. Right. Maybe. But I think people were, like, slandering her, calling her a bop and all these all different that. things. And I don't think they should have like calling her what a bot. What is that like mean? a hoe? Why? Like a but why though? What, what is the it's purpose of like you being called a, a hoe because you decided to go date? But the fact that you asked your boyfriend for permission and he told you yes, how does that make you a hoe? Exactly. You asked your boyfriend for permission. You know this man to be a friend of mine, and I've asked. I come to you with respect to ask you for permission. Cause it's like you ain't even my husband, so right. like you ain't gotta ask permission. Like big ups to her for doing that, cause the only relationship I ever consider is husband and wife. But you know that's just me, and I, most people don't even think husband and wife is um, all that or respected that much. But for her to sit here and ask a man who's not her husband, but uh, uh, her partner, and have that respect and say, "Can I go out with my friend who is male?" Now I don't, I don't know if that I don't know all of this stuff, but I don't think she told him who it was. She said, "Hey, look, I'm going to this Laker game. That's cool." Oh, okay. That type of you thing. Now nah, I don't know. We, we might do we some fact checking, but we don't. I, we don't like the fact check. You guys do some investigation too and write so, us in. If she if she asked for permission and told him who it was, then no, I'm not gonna call her no hoe or anything like that. That's fine. And if he knew who it was and it was a, another male, then you are you were not into this relationship anyway. Because like I said, a man love you like a hobby. Mm-hmm. If he love you, right, and uh, he ain't gonna let you go to that game without him. If you going with your male friend, and she's sitting here dropping uh, ish like, oh, I'm going to the liquor game with a friend. Okay, you wrong for that, mm-hmm. but that's your problem. Like, why did you, if you if you are not happy in the relationship, leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can always leave. I think I I look at it as like I think it's okay for me. And people say it's probably because I'm a man, but I feel like if you ain't happy, you you leave. But you never know. I don't think she's wrong for doing it. Like maybe she didn't intend for this to go down the path. 
Like to her, it it must be in a good space. She got his face tattooed on her, so maybe oh, you know, right. maybe things work out the way they're supposed to. Maybe things aren't always as My bad as people make them. She might body. really love him. She got songs about. Him. She got a real nice song about him. She's too depressed for me. It might be one of my sleeper songs, but I don't know. She's I don't know. Her songs are just too depressing for me. I like. I really think somebody need to take her in the corner, ask her some questions. Like, what's going on with you, girl? You sound depressed. Maybe. I think she was married before, or I know she got a kid by some music producer guy beforehand. I think people need to start talking to some compassion to ask this chick, what's going on with you? Maybe. But, but you Chicks know, do like her music, if though. If you go around cheating, then, you know, um, please be warned that the way it started is the way it's going to end. Y- y- y'all think so? If If that is the situation. I mean, that just talks about the foundation that you're building the relationship on. If you do enter it, you know, doing something that you know you're not supposed to be doing. In the same way, because if he can cheat on, if he can cheat on whoever he was with, with me, he can do the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. That's true. It just allows for that energy to be in there. It's already yeah. in there. It could happen for sure. Absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. He's just gonna think it's okay. Well, I found you who cheating. I can find somebody else. Not at the same time, though. I don't think it's fair for anyone to call her a hoe for doing. I mean, who's I mean, if she was a guy, people would be like, ha ha, he got dropped. I mean, you know, it would yeah. be a whole nother headspace. And so I just don't think it's fair to call her a hoe for knowing what she didn't want and going for what she knew she wanted. So what? I think we need yeah. to start calling each other hoes and thoughts and stuff, I think period. We do. Like, I think we need to start calling each other names. Start Stop calling each other names and start asking questions. Why are you a thought, a hoe? Or uh, why are you participating in these type of behaviors? What's going on with you? Hmm. Let's have some compassion time. Girl, what's uh, right. Even at that, <laughs> I think people kind of look at it kind of how like uh, Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats. He was like separated. Yeah. Like I feel like, was hey, he separated or was, I don't. I'm not. I've heard it's a fine I line there. He I've heard with her. I've, right. Yeah. Listen, That's I what I the like people think. And I try not to be gossipy, so I don't keep up with it. But this is what I have heard through like in talks with people that they kind of feel like that Alicia Keys is a homewrecker. But I feel like if y'all were already on the outs, it's fair game. Like that's that's if just me. If you're already on the outs, go ahead and finalize it. Don't sit here because I have done that. I have actually dated a dude who told me he was separated, and you know it didn't dawn on me because my boy was fine, and I'm like, oh good lord, boy. <laughs> but like it didn't Man. dawn on me till later on in the day. I'm like, hold on, you said you were separated like a few hours ago, right? And he's like, yeah. I said, so that means technically you still married. And he's like, yeah. I'm like. I'm uncomfortable no sir um, so you wanna you wanna so I, I, I i can't no you're still you're technically still married that is, that technically is still your wife you know lawfully that is very uncomfortable for me i let him know straight up you know i don't care how fine you are i got morals <laughs> okay so, and i got standards but that man came back in my life later on it didn't really work out but at that time when he came back he was divorced i'm like you need to come back divorced and he did so so did you continue to get to know him and be friends or did you just well, like whew, no, well, we did because with him, I could really talk to him. I was just coming into my ability to learn how to communicate. Let me put it that way. And we were like, because throughout the whole time we were talking, we were really communicating, getting to know each other's backgrounds and stuff, understanding each other. And but I think after you know, it really dawned on me, hey, this man's still married. Uh, I'm like, I think yeah. I was like, mm, no. Got that communication, but when he came back into my life and he was divorced, we started talking again. But you know, then it still didn't work out. Hmm. Because like I could see the pattern, his dating pattern, and I'm like, I already knew this was not gonna work out. So he had underlying issues that he does not 
either wanted to address or knew that they were there, but I don't think even if I brought it up, he would want to address it. He was mm-hmm. not ready. That's not, I don't know. That's pretty interesting. I don't know how. I think I would probably date somebody who's on the brink of being sexual. It depends on how much I like them. It all depends. Yeah. I, I like them, but. I wouldn't. They ain't, they ain't no married person. Separate, separate don't mean nothing. You married. Yeah. <laughs> she still got your last name, right. sir. You know, I would have dropped dead right now. Now, that's your widow. Right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Like, I, can, I can fall in love with you. I was raised. Like, no, that's a married man. I wonder why. Um, heck, how do, I, how do I say this? Why why do why do you think people drag it out so long? If both of y'all don't want to do it, do you think they just doing it to make the other per, other person suffer or keep them from somebody trying to hold on, or somebody doesn't want to seem like the bad guy? Hmm. Could be a mixture of things. Could be financial. Yeah. Could be what you just said. Cece said about you know holding on. Um, I think it's also a little bit selfish. You know, having your cake and eating it too. Um, I think it's also fear, letting go of the known for the unknown, but the unknown is intriguing, but you don't want to let the known go because it's what you know. It's safe. Like, right. Like, safe I want to run the third, and exactly. I want to run from third to home, and I'm like, but, I don't know but if I'm should I go? Right, exactly. Right, yeah. I don't know if the ball is going to tag. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think hmm. it's a mixture of different things, and for like, sure. It goes right back to the African cotton picking right. question, people. Like, ask a question. Can we, can we come to a point in our own self-esteem to where we can just sit down and go, look, we got to talk. I think if people would talk more and understood each other more, they wouldn't be going through half the problems they go through. Interesting. Like, for whoever she was dating before, Big Sean, if he actually, you know, either one of them just took the time to say, hey, what's going on in this relationship? Do we still love each other? You know, can we try it again? How do we fall in love with each other again? Like, what happened? Why did we fall out of love? Because one thing I can't stand about Hollywood and the music industry, everybody, like, people do not understand what love is. And love is not that hard. It's in the Bible. Go read it. Love is unconditional. Why are y'all putting so many conditions on love? I love you until you ain't making no money no more. I love you until your dick don't work no more. I love you until you 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 was but see you got that's kids what people have to learn. Marriage. That's a condition. That's not that's not love. That's, that's not a condition, love. right? That's right. a condition. You love me until you know until right. Stuff hit the fan. So so what is love to y'all? Being that one woman here is married. And one is not, and I am just a black guy here. <laughs> like I said, love is unconditional. If you love somebody, like Christ loves us, like my, my my definition of love and my understanding of love comes from love. God is love. He is the absolute definition of it. And if you do not believe that, like I said, this is my opinions expressed. You do not have to agree with me. But, you know, really affirming my relationship with Christ and finding out what real love is and love is unconditional. You can't sit here and tell somebody you love them until when. That's not love. Love is unconditional. How many times just to sit there and in how you know how they say um how I put this for the Lord to sit there and watch me go and live my life in sin, but still love me enough to allow me to come back. Unconditional. Hmm. Unconditional. Interesting. See, now I'm going off to that religion thing. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm going to kind of branch off a little bit. Love to me is when you have the ability to look at that person and love them in the light of that what they could be and what they should be, meaning the conditions go away. Yeah. And regardless of, say, that person cooks really well. 
mm-hmm. but they get into a car accident. Their hands fall off. They can no longer cook. Yeah. You love them regardless of what they were able to, because now they can no longer do what you love so much, but yeah. you still love that person yeah. regardless of their abilities, regardless yeah. of their fault, and regardless of what they, where they've been. No for conditions. Sure. No conditions at all. For sure. Hmm. For sure. Don't, if you got a condition on it, do you, you need to start asking yourself, do I really love this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I think you guys might have hit hit that one out of the park. <laughs> uh, I guess love for me, I think it would be unconditional because I have loved some people that I probably shouldn't have, and it's people to this day that I probably still would do stuff for just because I valued them as a person. Yeah. Just because we didn't work out doesn't mean they can't be great friends. Yeah. And I don't. I think love is more than just like man and woman or man and you know what i think it's more than just i think it's more than i think it's i think it goes beyond relations i think it goes to 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 that person well physical being last but mentally and spiritually i feel like that's how like that's that's where really love exists that physical feeling that's just chemistry do do y'all think we um have enough love in the world or as a community or culture I think we have the ability because I be watching YouTube videos and let me tell you something. I, my family will describe me as a dragon. They always call me that because I, I, I can yell and scream and just be angry. But you, I, last week, no, 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 Friday, my nephew was watching um, Despicable Me 1 and in the clip where Gru was trying to rescue the girls from Vector and he got the, the two youngest one and the oldest one was still up there. And he said, she said, you let us go. And he said, I know it's the biggest mistake I made in my life and I'll never do it again. And that I just started crying. And my sister's like, oh, all the dragon crying. And then I cried even harder because both of them fell and the minions made a link chain to catch them. And like, I told my friend, like, like I might be mean, but human, human, humanity pieces move me. Like, 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 uh, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're crying. I'm like whatever it it was touching so what <laughs> like that stuff moves me for human for for people to move out of their human nature their selfish ways to go out of their own way to help somebody else that moves me interesting that's um that's pretty interesting there mm-hmm. i will cry mm-hmm. on some disney movies because like i even cried on um what's that winnie the pooh the heffalump what? Yes, because Ru- I know it was. All right, podcast over. Time to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, like some human nature. If you if you're coming outside of who you are to help somebody else, like that is very moving. Like I will cry off, like you know, see people being rescued by paramedics. You know, people uh, paramedics will be like, Where, "Where's your dog? He's stuck in a pipe." That's not my job. <laughs> Firefighters getting cats out of trees. That's not my job to get your cat out of the tree. Ooh, you, you took time out your day to go rescue that cat out of the tree or that yeah. dog who got stuck in a frozen lake. That was very kind of you. And like, what are you laughing about? Because I laugh at everything. That's oh my God, your dog like, is stuck in a pipe. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know how this dog got stuck in a pipe, but for these men to sit here and try to for hours try to get this dog out, like that was very sweet. Aww. I really think people do have the potential to love, given the opportunity. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see love be expressed. I think if we had more love, I think the world would be a better place. You have to find somebody to love. Like, 
Like I don't I don't I don't think love love for me never comes in the package that we want it to be. Yeah. Like you know, oh, oh know. like people like I want love I, I love this guy more since I want him to have this, have this, have this, but the person who actually is gonna love is gonna look like this damn printer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I think it's gonna be. So yeah. I've kinda like started to learn to look at that. And I used to like him dog. Now I like him Asian. I like him with big ears and a nice smile. But this short nigga who's stout and, and fat and love me. Love me the way I need to be loved. That's the one I need. Not the one I want, but that's the one I need. Yeah, sometimes you got to give people what they need instead of what they, they want. want. And I'm a need person before my wants. Like, yeah. I need to do this versus I want to I, do that's this. That's why we praying to God. Like, Lord, so I get married, I would like him to look good. Man. But you know, I'm like, this is not prepare me. For it. <laughs> I think going back to your question, if 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 we have enough love, we don't have it. It's kind of like the refrigerator in the back. You know, you open that freezer, it's it, you would think ice is in there, right? It doesn't have it, but it has the ability to do that. Yeah. I think that for people, we have the ability to yes. do it, obviously, because we're living and breathing beings. However, we don't spread it. And just like going back to your chains, yeah. it's it's nothing but me and you and whomever else coming together and building that chain yeah. where you show love, I show love, we pass it on to the next person, so yeah. on and so forth. We it. don't have it. We have we the ability. Yeah, we, like she said, we don't have it, but I think people do have the, the ability to come outside themselves and be less selfish, mm-hmm. given the opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. It may take several opportunities, depending <laughs> on some people, but I, I've, been, I've been very surprised about a lot of people. A lot. Interesting. Like, wow. So at the end of the day, y'all want more love in the world, and y'all do not think Janae Aiko is a hoe or she was wrong. I don't, man, I don't think anybody a hoe. I think we need to start asking questions. What if you are having, if you are very sexually promiscuous, why? I think we need to start asking more questions and start and stop throwing out labels. If that's if if that is in fact what she was doing, then something is wrong. Yeah. Versus just labeling her a hoe, something is wrong. However, maybe you know because we don't know all the facts, maybe her and her boyfriend weren't what we were thinking. You yeah. know, but the thing is, is I really want younger people to get back to dating. Don't be scared to date, and don't that doesn't mean you go out with one person. That that's it. You're locked down. No, no, no. Yeah. Openly date. Know what you, what's out there. Yeah, that way you can get better at p- picking. When you can't talk, learn how to communicate. Aren't you the person that said dating doesn't work? I don't think dating works. We're gonna, oh, have, to, we're gonna have to do think, a podcast about yeah, that. Yeah, we do. I don't. Yeah, because the traditional dating, if we're just going out to the the state fair or to the movies, how are we going to how are we able to get to know each other if we're going to places where we cannot talk? Well, that's the, you know that came from the concept of dating to yeah. go out and have fun yeah. and you know be merry. Yeah. But you know, dating. I think we have kind of forgotten what it really means, and you know, we've gotten caught up with the oh, girl, he take me out, he he picked me up in like this said, and blah blah blah. A date can go home. You can go home, have a nice table set up with some candles, have a roasted chicken. Boom, there's there's a date. Yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean you know you're going out and you're spending all this money and uh-huh. you know yeah. it, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Do y'all think a lot of women would go for that, like the picnic or the home date? I feel no. like those are the perfect dates. Those are the perfect dates. Absolutely. Yes. That kind of day because that creates a, a situation to talk. Absolutely. Because now you're going to really get to know this person. Right. We're not going to the movies and we can't talk to each other. Right. She's just talking at the movie theaters and you're like, man, I hate people who talk at the movie theaters. She just yell the screen at the screen. No. Right. Or like we go on to dinner or, you know what? My thing is uh, learn how to communicate. Because when you start going on these dates where you're able to talk, you be able to communicate. 
you need to ask the right questions. I think people really need to learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a big issue. Communication is definitely a big issue. And 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 low self esteem is a pandemic. Mm. It is a pandemic. Mm. People will not answer truthful qu- will not answer questions truthfully if they have low self esteem. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. that. And therefore, also pay attention. Like going back to what we were saying, exactly. Going back to what we were saying earlier, recognize something. Don't just sweep it under the rug. Oh, girl, he picked his nose, but I ain't mine. No. He ate his booger, but I ain't mine. No, that is nasty. Girl. Recognize <laughs> it for what it is. Yeah, call it man. out and keep it moving. Don't just, you know, <laughs> go on a date and have, you know, some outrageous happen and yeah. you just sweep it under the rug and forget about it. No. That leads on to an unhappy relationship and the pattern will continue. Yes. Call that out for what it is why, why you got your hand up exactly you almost if you don't like it keep moving yeah and i will man like i said low self-esteem is pandemic both male and female i just wish women because i'm a woman would understand that like just because you really like this person but you got he is exhibiting behaviors that are not conducive to a good relationship especially with you why do you feel like you need to stay or keep dating this person or keep talking to this person there's like set we are overpopulated on planet earth there's more people out there. Because we have an issue with sweeping things under the rug and not calling out for what it is. Like why are you so afraid to move on? Mm-hmm. So y'all think if I go out and I'm like, hey, hey girl, we about to go on a date. What are we doing? We're going to my house. I'm not Netflix and chilling with you. That's the response I'm going to get. Why do you think we have that stigma? Because of TV. Right. And because of the Netflix and chill. It's yeah. a hashtag. It's a popular, you know. Because of social media. Exactly. All, of, all types of media. That is, they have labeled y'all as Netflix and chill. Right. Like like I said, 90% of black men are not the ones that you see on TV as thugaboos. They are actually really smart, neat um, nerds and geeks who want to talk about medieval times or right. video games, Call of Duty. You to ask the dude who likes comic books or not about Naratu and you're like, right. he's freaking in love with you. Right, right. Like, get to know somebody. Right, right. And it just goes back with the mentality. See, we're sitting here telling you that, you know, the picnic and everything will be fun for us. And, and if you were to ask us, would Netflix and chill, whatever, would or go back to your house, is that immediate Netflix and chill? For us, that's a no. But that's because we have a different mentality from what yeah. is, you know, more so presented out there there. right exactly you know you really gotta sort them out yeah (laughs) there's a lot of people i know a lot of people i'm not going to your house on the first date please don't invite me over i kind of understand that too because you know you know i get it turn around uber killing somebody or beating up somebody or something happened with uber or something on tv where somebody went to somebody's house and something like so the media has really scared people so like i said like you know uh, if we want to depend, like she said, with this, the, the person's mentality, if they you feel like they might perceive you as a creep and you're asking them to go to your house and the first thing they're going to think about is Netflix and chill, well, maybe we need to rethink what we're going to say to this person before we say it. True, true. Let's say, how about we meet up, um, let's do an activity. Right. You got, you can go, what's that thing where you, um, line, skylining? Uh, zip lining. Zip lining. Right. We could do that. Or, I mean, you can go to the, go to the park. Pick out a Take nice a picnic table, get a tablecloth, get you maybe a, a bottle of wine and some flowers or whatever. You know, I know some people don't drink or whatever tickles your fancy. Order a pizza and boom, date. 
you know. But see, the, the, and like the majority of people have been brainwashed to think that dating is all about he took me to this fancy spa or see, we that's went the to problem. this we went to this resort or we you know, like that that's is the not problem. dating. That's just somebody showing and you that leads to the money. mentality of what our host was talking about in regards to you know women wanting what they don't give. And yeah. I think that's a real problem. Yeah, don't, I, I don't stop that. thinking what dating should be in a box. Dating is way more than just where he took you, what he bought Ball you. Too. It's way more than that. I and do date openly. Don't call somebody a hoe just because she dated this one guy this one week and then went out with somebody else the next day or the yeah. next week. So what? You are open free will until you are married to be able to openly date. I'm sorry. I know it's not the, the, the thing to do, but it, it's true. Yeah, I'm not You're married not tied to down. Not my husband. Right. And I think that people have seriously forgotten how to date. Henceforth, why people end up staying in these relationships because they feel like once they've invested the time and the energy into it, they got to stay or they feel you know, more oh, well, obligated to do to so. Me, you know, I feel obligated to stay. It's I'm bad like, mentalities, man. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> this was a good time. We, we have, we're going to have to come back to dating. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe one day. Mm-hmm. Before we get out of here, I do want to touch on one last thing because okay. we've been here an hour and 35. We talked, we spent this whole hour doing about Black Panther, which, which was great because we had a lot of good little sub genres there. But I did want to talk about the lady telling LeBron, you guys haven't heard the clip yet. I've heard the no, clip. No, I have not heard the clip. So I'm, I'm going to play it into the microphone so everyone can hear it at the same time. I want you guys to let me know what you think and how you feel about what this uh, what this woman said about LeBron. Because it immediately just made my ears perk up. I was like, hmm, is that is that what you think? But here we go. Banner, this is a jump doc alert. Wait. A new okay. banner. This is a jum doc alert. A <laughs> NBA superstar LeBron James is talking politics again. I know you guys are excited to see her. I didn't know you guys would be excited to see me too. But uh, thank you. <laughs> That's Hillary Clinton you talking as about. As you guys would love to hear from me, I would much rather love to hear from our next president, Miss Hillary Clinton. Now a historic moment. Uh, we can now project the winner of the presidential race. CNN projects Donald Trump wins the presidency. And this time it's R-rated. Here's his barely intelligible, not to mention ungrammatical take on President Trump in a new ESPN podcast. The number one job in America, the point of person, is someone who doesn't understand the people and really don't give a f- about the people. But wait, there's more gripping insight. ESPN host Carrie Champion asked James and fellow NBA star Kevin Durant about what she described as Trump's racist comments. I feel like our team as a, as a country is not ran by a great coach. It's not even a surprise when he says something. It's not even surprising. It's like laughable. It's like it's laughable. It's laughable and it's scary. But it's also scary because I shouldn't be numb to your racist. Right, right. I shouldn't be numb to your behavior. I'm numb to this commentary. Like, must they run their mouths like that? Unfortunately, a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously. Look, there might be a cautionary lesson in LeBron for kids. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. And it's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. Oh, and LeBron and Kevin, you're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. 
We'll be right back. Man, that was a fo- that sounded like Fox. All it up it and definitely down was Fox. That. that was nothing but racism in her in her speech because ain't nothing. Nothing. There's nothing he said that was unintelligible or ignorant. This man expressed his opinion very concisely and coherently about how he feels about his president not being a reflection of the people, and 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 the fact that we are actually getting numb to this fool. And what he does. Uh, there is there are a plethora of issues that I, I heard um, in the clip. I also saw the clip as well while you're playing it too. Her body language, just going back to what we were talking about, paying attention. It's real dismissive. If LeBron James was a white man, I d- highly doubt she'd be swinging her neck like that and doing all the you know um, the hand gestures. I highly doubt she would be doing doing that. You only see white people do that when they're talking in reference to black people because they feel like, Ugh, and it's not really all that. And that is her also being very miseducated. Going back to LeBron James uh, graduating or, or leaving high school a year earlier, whatever whatever it was in his, in his history with education, I'm sorry. But LeBron James has not only sent many, many kids to college, he has many organizations that are in education. I'm sorry, news anchor, whatever your, your name is. I hope to God you hear this podcast. I hope this podcast becomes popular enough to where it falls on your ears and you hear this. Where is the millions of dollars that you have donated to education since you want to talk about someone else coming out of high school early? Where is it? Her I'll wait. Is, her name is Laura Ingram. The too. crickets are playing. I'll wait. But but what but what shocked me the most? She said no one voted for you. No one voted for you to sit up here and comment on politics. He's entitled to his opinion just Free like speech. you are. Thank you. That man has all the right in the, in the United States to express what he feels and, and there's nothing he said that was unintelligible or uncomprehensible it's really not but you so want to be mad you, miss blonde hair i want to do hand gestures now uh you want to be mad about the truth straight up and that's one thing i can't that's the one of my folks that i can't stand y'all don't want to hear anything negative about y'all said oh no don't want to get to y'all nothing Oh no, no. But and then another oh, thing is, is if we bring up history, like we've been talking about slavery, we've been talking about a lot of history, you know, in the African American community or whatever, just African period, they get very defensive. Oh, we don't need to talk about that, and no one's here has been affected by slavery. Everyone was born after, but Lord knows, take down one of their monuments. Oh no, whoa, 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 that's oh, our yeah. history. Whoa, whoa, time out. Uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not gonna yeah. do that. It's not fair. Recognize, yeah. recognize game for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that was, she yeah. recognize it Charlie said it better than me she took the words right out of my mouth like I'm gonna even shut up and sit down mm. she does I but think, I think Fox, that was wrong that's how they do like I said understanding behavior that is Fox yes. that is how they do they dismiss mm. anything black mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. so like that, that the fact that, that she's a Fox News anchor does not surprise me that she would say something so ignorant and mm-hmm. racist in her remarks but Understanding behavior, I dismiss her just like LeBron James dismisses Donald Trump and his ignorant behind conversations. I see. Saying here's how about millions of people voted for him. Millions of people voted for a man who says who has multiple counts of rape mm. on the dockets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a president who rapes little girls. Mm-hmm. 
does that that does not does this what the freak mm-hmm. and then tells tells men to grab him by the wajuki mm-hmm. he said he around, said oh yeah I ain't gonna say that you can word. say it if you want to but I'm ain't not gonna, gonna say, say grab him by the no respect for women at all there was more women protesting your inauguration than there were people participating right. in your inauguration right to the point where you had to go in behind the editing and fill it in and make it look as if it was fuller you than what it really was and then you got the best lying um house uh speaker of the house that you can find this woman will tell this man can literally go out and shoot somebody in broad daylight and what's her name sarah huckabee will sit there and prove that he did not yeah could be on every camera in the world and prove that that's not mm-hmm. now this child will lie to her grave for mm-hmm. this man and that's all fine and good that is all fine and good behavior. but this is the issue that we're having with social she is on social media she is also i'm sure trending on whatever t- twitter facebook what is it that was ignorant that he said donald trump has grown up rich he was born virtually with a silver spoon in his mouth i'm not you know but what i want to know is and i this is a legit question for any trump supporter i challenge you please answer me this how is it that you can expect a man who feels like one million dollars is a small loan to understand your romal noodle eating self and understand where you're coming from Please, I challenge anyone to please help me understand how you can feel like this man can help you, represent you, or understand you. Please. Thank you. I I just, I think all he did was play to their racism, and that's how he won. Absolutely. He tricked them. Um, J. Cole said it best. Um, On this uh, song, America Dream with Jeezy, he says, uh, he said, Trump's. I, I should play because I don't. I don't like to rap or sing songs. But uh-huh. he was basically said Trump mani- manipulated ignorant white. I mean, poor white folks because they're ignorant. Yeah. And and it was true because they think that he's in there to help them, and he's not. not. You're not like him. You might as well be a brown, black or brown person. For real, Dave, Dave Chappelle said it best right. when he was standing in line to um, vote for the next president. He's and he was listening to the uh, other white people in his his area um why they're gonna vote for trump and they were like oh well trump's gonna help me and do this for me and he said it the best he's not up there to help you he's up there to help me i'm rich you're poor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i don't think people get it because i and think you people don't vote get for it because first of all this man has just cut the food stamps they want to say black people are, are the majority on food stamps but it's actually really white people right the oh people, yeah the white folks who who need government assistance he is cutting it mm-hmm. he eventually wants to get rid of it and start giving out government boxes mm-hmm. so how is that helping you the tax plan that he just put in will expire in three years everybody seen who's saving thirty dollars in their paycheck after three years you will be paying more than he is so how did he help you? Right. Did you even read the goddamn tax plan? Mm-mm. I know no. you're ignorant, but you ain't got to stay that way. Go open a goddamn book. Right. Learn how these things work. Please go into politics. Don't get on social media, on the interwebs, and start these dumb, ig- ignorant arguments with people that don't know what they're talking about. Unless you are in the, the, the community, unless you really know what you're talking about, unless you can tell me the difference between a daggone Democrat and a Republican, please be quiet. Please go educate yourself like RCC has said because unless you know what you're talking about it is a fart in the wind please educate yourselves all people especially if you're Do brown yourself a favor I would like any white uh, Trump supporter to tell me what have what has he done to help you what has he done and then if you bring up the tax plan I want you to read it mm. hmm hmm Interesting. You can't deny, you cannot deny that he is trying to get rid of everything that Obama had put in office. You cannot deny it. You can't. 
And if you're going to deny it, well, you don't know what you're talking about because he's literally going down the line and destroying and you, everything you, 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 you that this man. who live in mountains and coal mining. Like I know y'all have like that. Um, you suffer with a lot of uh, affliction and diseases and stuff. And this is the same man you, you support is telling you he wants to get rid of Obamacare. Like this is the the only way that you can get your medications that you can go to these uh, different healthcare institutions and get the treatment you receive. He wants to take it away from you. How does that help you? Please tell me, how does that help you? Please tell me one thing Trump has done that helped you and you better have read the bill if it were, if it became one, right? Read the whole thing. And you better come with the comprehension that you understand everything that bill said. Mm hmm. Hmm. That's all good points. You guys sound fired up. <laughs> and she got me hot, but like I said, I understand. I'm sorry, CC. And that's how Fox does, and that's the behavior they're always going to do. Yeah, her name is Laura Ingram, by the way. But that is Fox has been foxing for a long time. That's what they do. Yeah. But my thing is, like, like she said, she's trying to play, play. You know, because they always say a lot of black people don't make it a cut. They don't graduate. But LeBron turned out to be more successful than you. Right. More people know LeBron than you. you. And not saying that's that's is his measure of success but lebron isn't a dumb person no he's not and the fact that i didn't have to go and spend all this money on a higher education and i'm making more than you exactly. more than what you see in a in, in your lifetime uh, i make your salary in a month who's smarter because mm -hmm. the whole purpose of us going to school is to make money right like you you like you probably get i don't know close to a hundred thousand so probably maybe a million whatever you in your salary. this man makes a hundred million dollars a year a game a, a game Something like that. I want to say so. Who's smarter? Mm -hmm. Some of them players get like five hundred thousand a game. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy. Some people get signed for a ten day contract for Stephen a couple Curry hundred thousand. Was, was signed one for three hundred million. Yeah. Three hundred million dollars. Who's mm -hmm. smarter? Because mm -hmm. all the, the, this whole time they're telling us go to school, get an education, get a good job, and you know pay your bills and stuff. This man has found a way to make a hundred million dollars a year. By dribbling, by dribbling a ball. By dribbling a ball. By dribbling a ball. That was really smart. You found the smart way. You like um, what's what what is that saying? Work work smart. Work not smart, hard. not hard. Sound like somebody did. Somebody did it. Or somebody mad. And I'm a firm believer in that just because you go to college or you have a education doesn't Don't make you mean smart. You smart exactly. Child, oh my god. Oh my god. I, I work with some <laughs> doctors. I wouldn't even let cut my grass. How did mm. you pass this test? Mm. Honey, Some, that don't mean, I don't care if you went to Harvard, <laughs> uh, uh, Princeton, Morehouse, like these people coming out of these schools now. Mm -hmm. My even my brother, he used to Uber and he would like, he said, you know, you would have some highly educated people he would have to pick up coming out these these bars and clubs, slapstick drunk, acting like they had no sense. Because I thought education make you better as a person does not does not and might help improve with some people who have already had the potential in there but just because you got an md phd or any kind of dd abch jklmop behind your main name does not make you smarter than the next person that's very true that's very very true indeed mm. indeed i think i don't know people just i don't know i don't like to knock the education system but i don't think that uh like i said just because you have an education doesn't make you smart like you know what this book said you you're smart in a a very specific area of expertise 
because you know what the book says. But when it comes to other things, I don't. I think to be smart or intelligent, you have to be like well rounded. Yeah, like you have to be I, able to understand certain things exactly. other than in a book. Because there's yeah. people I run into every day who can't function without a book. They can't function in real life. Like, but when some real shit happened to them, they be like, oh, yeah, oh, oh. what happened? <laughs> but if they, if, but if you need to go tell them to uh, figure out X, Y, and Z based on what this book told them, they can figure that out because anybody can read a book. Yeah, it's it's not about you knowing what you know; it's about applying what you know. Yeah, that's what measure your intelligence to me. Yeah. Also, what measures your what could measure your intelligence is also how you act once you achieve it. Yeah. Don't become a doctor and act like you have a god complex or yeah. act like you can't see people. Look, you still sit down and shit. You gonna you gonna eat the same same way. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we gotta edit that part out. But you know, don't think that you're better or so much above someone because you have a, a title or because you have certain you know letters behind your name. Yeah. That's how people. I think some people like classism and elitism. I don't yeah. really subscribe to that, but some people really do feel like they're better than you because of what they do, what they come from, or who they know, who they hang out with, different things like that. Hey, I think she might be one of them. You just never really know. We try not to say names here, so we ain't gonna say names. But if you could see what she was pointing at, <laughs> you 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 know. Yes, Charlie was referencing one person that we all know that we all could kind of talk about this subject on um won't go into too detail too much details however you know this person we can all kind of agree on came from a maybe a privileged background has a title behind her name however will look at you like you're not there or look through you or um you know not really acknowledge you as a person per se you know and i'm gonna add the whipped cream on top of that i that that person that you're speaking of i kind of I'm going to extend that compassion because that looking through you, I think she does because she has low self-esteem. Mm. I think the, she does. Yes. Be, and I don't think she might, if she thinks she's better than somebody else, where did that feeling stem from? Because a lot of people like think they're better or have tried so hard to be better than other people are probably have been bullied or been put down themselves. And then this is their coping mechanism of trying to be what those people said they could not. Gotcha. So if that person ever opened a goddamn mouth mm-hmm. and realized the people that they work with will are not what they think and can be very understanding and compassionate and extend that olive branch to you, right? You might <laughs> knock down that Berlin wall. You got up and get your feelings. Exactly, well, folks. You've heard it first on WKJB <laughs> News. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it it has it been fun. very fun. Yes, y'all ready to wrap? Ready to wrap? Yeah. All right. So anybody got any uh, songs of the week? Mm. Oh, I, I thought about one song when you were talking about could the world love and um, uh, I was watching what's that movie called The Boss Baby and at the end they were playing what the world needs now is love and like so that that's my song go go listen to it. What the world need now is love. Is love. Boss Baby. Okay, that's a well, first. Not Boss Baby. That was um, what's uh, Whitney Houston's. God, auntie, name. I don't know. See, we will find that out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you? What song are you listening to? Um, Some little Yachty or? I can't pronounce her name. I'm sure if you go on YouTube, it's Y-U-S-F. She's a Malaysian singer. She had this one song she did with Usher. It's called Crush. <gasps> that is my oh, we were talking song. about that I, earlier. Nuna. Okay, thank you. Nuna. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's Nuna. 
I love this song. I, this this song. Song. I know it's song. an older song. I know I'm I'm so late. It's, like I, it's not like I just heard it. We just talk about but her voice. If you just want to relax, if you're just really going through a bad day, I just recently got into a car accident where thank God I wasn't hurt or harmed. I'm still oh, here. Hallelujah. Um, but I went home and I in the middle of crying because yes, it was still kind of emotional. I listened to this song and just her voice, the patterns in her you voice know, okay, yeah. is all it, it's really wholesome and yeah. Wow, it's a good song. It. Yeah, she is Melinda. Like, yeah. TJ, do you have a clip of that? Can we play for our listeners? That song is just Let's see. Y'all can see the video, too. <laughs> yes, okay, Crush. Yes. Yes. Yep, sure does. No, this ain't it, is it? Yes. Is it? All these chick songs, guys. I do got it on my phone. I like this song. Like I said, men are very emotional. It's a nice song, guys. It's a nice song. Are y'all gonna sing live on uh, on air? I need uh, y'all got some mics. I need to hear some singing. Oh, there you have it. Cece with her debut record, Crush, featuring Yuna and Usher. Yeah. It's a great song, guys. If I could turn it off, I can't even turn it off. Okay. Uh, my song is going to be uh, All Star Breakup by Wale. You got a clip? I got a clip. Let's hear it. Got a little clip. It's a really good song. I, no, I'm not gonna use that one. I'm gonna say that for another week. I'm gonna oh, use. Okay. I'm gonna use this one by Black. It's called Cutting Ties. It was. It was a debate whether I'm because I was supposed to do a podcast yesterday. Uh-huh. I was use one song for that one, one song for this one. But I feel like I love Wale too. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this song by Black is really, really good. Okay. It's a good song. Let me see if I can play it. I wonder should I skip to it. Let's see if I can skip to it to the find a good part. I can't figure out what's next It's a good song Talk to him, Black Woo! He's telling the truth, though He's telling the truth I wish I had my articles so I can play it so they can hear it how it would sound in the car when they play it. But it's a good song. All right, that's all you need to know right now. Okay, Alan, look, I didn't get a clip of my song, so I'm going to play a little clip. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah play a clip. <laughs> I've heard this song before. Your speaker at the top of the phone? It sounds like the bottom, but maybe it's coming out of both. You said this is Whitney Houston, no, Godmother? Um, the original song was sung by Whitney Houston's Godmother or Auntie, but this... Uh, Fantasia. This uh, artist is Missy Hale. Mm-hmm. Missy Hale. Dionne Warwick. That's oh, yeah, name. I've heard of that. My grandma used to play this song. The, um, uh, what's that lady? Call me now, Cleo. Miss like, Cleo. Not her name. <laughs> I 
Oh my Warwick. goodness. Dion Warwick. Yes, Dion Warwick. Yeah, that's my song of the week. Oh, those are all some nice. good songs there. I'm glad you brought that Una song out because I had been thinking about it because I got a picture. We just finished talking about that. <laughs> that's that's funny. The video was good because mm-hmm. got that AMB dub. <laughs> yeah, that was just beautiful. Yeah, I think because I, I, I sent that song to somebody before, um, back in the day, um, but I remember. Got a crush on a host. Can't t- I can't tell you all that, man. This was like, what, 2015, 2016. I remember I was sitting in the parking deck, and I was looking at these two very distinct buildings waiting for this person to show up. And I was like, oh, this is good. And then I sent it to them, and they was like, man, I really like that song. That was when I was young and wild and mm-hmm. reckless. But I really did I really, I really, really did think that song fit. Yeah. They liked it. They liked yeah. it. But it was a good song. I'm about, to, I'm about to send that to somebody else tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to send that out. I'm like, yeah, baby, you know I've been, uh, I've been missing you. Uh, oh, wow. Who are you sending it to? If you listen to this podcast, he said crush. Right. And then I say love. Right. Crush, crush can turn into love. Yes. You know? It can, but please recognize the feeling for right now. The right. The feeling, which is a crush. Oh, yeah. Crush, infatuation, love. Yeah. I, I think all three are synonymous. I think I can feel all those same ways about the same person I, I love. I feel a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we're I think we're emotional on a different level too. I think it's like it's like a more complex level than what people yeah, give yeah, us no, credit right. for. I really do. I really do. Just think about the songs that we play and what's what I like. I like that Yoon and Usher song. I love Usher for, for one. Uh-huh. Um and if you listen to the whole song what Black is saying, I was like, man, that might be me. That might be me, but I'm like, I don't know. We gotta find out. <laughs> but I think I think men have complex feelings that we don't express very well. Some of us do. I don't think they have complex feelings. I think I agree that she said that they, y'all don't express very well. Because I don't think y'all were ever given that platform to express or given that right to know that you can express your feelings. Maybe. I don't think it's that hard. It's really, feelings are not that hard. You just need to say, I am angry, I am mad, I am sappy, sad, uh, sad or happy. I think so we express really happy and anger. Host, I have a question. What's have that? you been told as an African-American male not to cry? Um, I have been, I have, I have heard that coming up, like, Big boys don't cry or boys don't cry or suck it up and stuff like that. Is it something that you actually followed when you were young? Like when when you were told that, will you kind of straighten up or, and stop crying? Or what, what would be your, your action? Um, for me, um, I don't think I was ever in a position to cry unless something really hurt. Yeah. But like far as I have my heart broken, no. That, I experienced that earlier. But like when that shit happened, I cry. I'm like, I'll be in my room. I don't <laughs> want to be bothered. It happened, but. Like growing up, they, I guess it was just like they were trying to instill that in me young. But like it wasn't like a situation like, oh, I scraped my knee. <sighs> it wasn't like that. When you were told that big boys don't cry, you know, was it was there another outlet that you were given to do? Inst- so instead of crying, what you do is son. I don't think I ever heard the other side. I'm like, well, if you don't cry, what do you do? Right, like, what right, do you right. do? Just sit and I think that's kind of where it comes from. Men are not good communicators because they're being told not to do something, but not they're not being emotion. told what to do instead. The only emotion you can show is anger, right? Exactly. Because what do you do when you're angry? You're frustrated. You, you, you know. Yeah, like I tell you, we're it not comes gi- from I, not given the tools to exactly. how to communicate. Exactly. I tell you, I'm telling you, communication. Is a non-communication is a pandemic, just like low self-esteem. They're like neck and neck. Yes. Yeah. They jump like the flu right now. <laughs> oh, these are some good questions. This, this, this podcast turned out to be to be great. Yes, it did. It, it did. It was a fun episode. This we was got, we got very know. much fun. I hope this reached a lot. This of was people. my first podcast. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
took Newbie. my podcast V. Charlie. Oh yeah, did you did you advertise this on your um? Again? I have not, but I do plan on doing so. You can do it live now if you want to. Okay. If you want to. I'm do it right now. You gotta tell me twice. I'm anonymous. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but just yeah, just have them. Just check it out. You wrote down the um name of it and stuff. I don't have a name for this yet. Okay, cool. And I, I'll send you the link to just in case you want to post it because I'm pretty sure somebody gonna ask to find out what you had to say. Yes. And then maybe they'll <laughs> repost it and share. Oh yeah, speaking of that, if you like what you uh, if you like this podcast, you like the people on here, follow, like, subscribe, share, do all of those things. It it definitely means a lot to me, and it helps us reach a broader audience because that's when people start to find out about you yes please subscribe and let us know what you think in the comments below yeah uh, wherever you can comment at what you want to hear next who you want to hear next talk about whatever that really does help out you know definitely this does help people like people need to hear this right it's therapeutic for me and i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure it's therapeutic for other people so yeah go ahead and like subscribe share you can find us on podcast the podcast apple if you have an apple phone I, 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 an iphone we're on google music was it google play google play google play soundcloud you can do all of these good things share it on twitter instagram facebook wherever you do yes. you can also Please find share. you can also write us um at I don't have a name for this yet podcast, but use the acronym I D H A N Y. You know, you know that type of thing. F, -F Y podcast. You can find us on Twitter and write us there. You can also use that same acronym for I don't have a name for this yet. At I think it's Gmail. I think it is Gmail. Actually, let me check. Was it? It's Yahoo. Let's see. Either one, you'll hit a correct one. Yeah, well, either one, you'll hit a correct one. Let's <laughs> see which one it is. Open on my my app. I think it is. I think it is Yahoo. I think I did. Yeah, it is Yahoo. Yep, this is definitely Yahoo. And I'm going to remain anonymous, so I'm not going to give up my Instagram until I'm I'm good and ready. Yeah, go for it. No, I'm mysterious. <laughs> All right, we are signing out. Like I said, go ahead and hit that like, subscribe, share yes, button because absolutely. comment if you have some. Yeah, comments, comments right in because we want. We, I yes. do do listener mail too. I do do listener mail. And let us know if you want us to do this on YouTube. Then we can't be anonymous anymore. But I, and let us know <laughs> if you have any other topics that you would like to cover. You see that we all have really good opinions. We're very strong opinionated. And uh, we really want to know what you all want to hear. She don't got no problem with self-esteem. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we need. She told you you liked her. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Peace.